Hello and welcome to episode 43 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast, proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter. I am BJ Ryan alongside the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. And today we are joined by gun WA racing all-rounder, Michael Heaton. G'day, men. Welcome. Hello, boys. Thanks. That's very nice of you there, BJ. Great to see Spotty the dog give me a nice welcome this morning as well. Yeah, he did. He was pretty excited to uh, to see you, wasn't he, Michael? Understatement. Uh, yeah, no, it might be the yeah. haven't had that much action for a while. <laughs> no, I was going to say something along those lines. I didn't want to um, didn't want to stir you too early, but it's lovely to have you on, Michael. I appreciate you uh, coming around for a uh, steak sanger with some pineapple, which I believe you're uh, skeptical. Quite enthused about. Really? Skeptical. Yeah, you can hold the pineapple, but looking forward to the no, steak sanger. See, no like, see that's that Lockie Taylor. Here. See, he he actually embraced. The one one experience, the whole package, which includes <laughs> pineapple. On he's going down the decrypts path where I put the pineapple <laughs> in his burger every single time, and he lobs it on the side of the plate. So yeah, it could be something for Spotty the dog to uh, get involved in later. Actually, now Michael jumped on the show the week that Terry was enjoying a well deserved break. This was uh, episode thirty one, so it's good to have him back on board in the one uh, one headquarters, and I guess he's predominantly here to talk about. Dig deep, Terry. What do you think? I like, first of all, I like the use of the word all-rounder before. It just yeah. conjured up images of Shane Watson. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Which, which all-rounder would what, you see yourself what, as? If you a had bit to... more of a utility, maybe a bit of an Adam Hunter type, I'd, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, okay, okay. A swing yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, if, we want to, if you want to go to the footy. Or uh, Andrew Simons, would you say that he sort of probably mirrors your type of personality? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. I uh, yeah, pride myself on my all-rounding ability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dig deep. Um, yes. So what was the question? Sorry, I've, uh, you've already got me. Well, I'm just assuming that that's what Michael's here for. The people's horse. Yeah, let everyone know what's happening just with Dig Deep. Just announce he's back. Mm. Announce he's back for a, a railway campaign or a, uh, no, a carbine club campaign. But uh, no, the big fella's back in work, isn't he? Yeah, he would have had his first set of pace work yesterday. I think he's been back in work about five weeks or something now. So... All things going well, he should be ready to trial perhaps late October. And there's a couple of ratings races, I think, early November. I would expect him to probably resume in. And I think maybe a race like the Carbine Club on Railway Stakes Day, listed over 1,400, might be suitable. You said he was making um, uh, Vital Silver look like a, a 30 start maiden in track work just before we jumped on. Is that true? <laughs> no, that was Gunflint, Ron Gray. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So Michael, of course, is the <laughs> is the media manager for Pierce Racing Stables, the Pierce Brothers. Uh, he also has regular gigs working for the Sky Racing Channel, Tab Radio, and is the manager of jockeys Jerry Noski and Chris Graham. So quickly, mate, how's the great game been treating you in 2020? Yeah, it's been going okay. Winter's usually a little bit quieter uh, for me, but coming into the spring and especially the summer, Things pick up a little bit on the jockey managing front. We'll have meetings, Albany, Geraldton, Esperance and the like popping up soon and Albany popping up as well also opens up the door for more uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage for me. Kalgoorlie won't have the Sunday meetings anymore, so I did a lot of the Albany last year. Uh, Britt Taylor's going over to Melbourne again to do the Spring Carnival coverage, so yep. I think I'll be getting the call up to, do, to cover for her at, in town at, at Ascot uh, while she's away. So, yeah, things are opening up, probably be a little bit more busier and also the trots, the country cups and, and so forth. There's going to be a few people pretty disappointed with that uh, straight swap, aren't there? It's a lot. <laughs> There's going to be a, a few people a little bit deflated by the, uh, that, that hour. Like for like, isn't it? 
the list manager at uh, Sky Racing has got a lot. Do you to think the views will go down a little bit? <laughs> hey, the views might go down a little I bit. I reckon, yeah, I reckon it's. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the statistics afterwards. <laughs> to do the data analysis yeah, afterwards. Yeah, the the analytics, yeah. yeah but, but now on, on the betting front, I've actually been really quiet to be honest. I bought uh, a house or bought a block of land that we're building on a couple of months ago. And congratulations, well yeah, done. thanks for Very that. Exciting. And yeah, the the bank. Uh, queried the number of <laughs> betting transactions that were happening in my bank statements when we're going through the finance so the broker told me just to put uh, put a little bit of a hold on that and i've been yeah pretty quiet on that front and then the punting bank all of a sudden became the house deposit bank and uh so i've been quiet but yeah here to find some winners on saturday anyhow perfect yeah i don't think you missed much recently mate it's been pretty pretty low key but Things are starting to heat up for sure. And uh, we've got Kalgoorlie, a Kalgoorlie lad. Uh, we've got Kalgoorlie just around the corner. Terry is just chomping, mm. chomping to get to the goldfield. Mm. So Kalgoorlie and then uh, the week after we're back at Ascot. So things are really starting to hit their straps. And the good weather in Perth as well. So it's uh, it's all starting it's to summer. turn. Mm. I declared it. Yeah. I've told you I've declared it summer already. So forget what the season's say. Forget the start of November, <laughs> December. When does summer officially start? When are you going to Cal? <laughs> uh, I'm heading Wednesday morning. I'm flying up. Uh, this is yep. your final driving. I'll drive down Wednesday morning. You're driving. And, and I'll return to, Cal, uh, to Perth, sorry, on Saturday morning, hopefully. So I'll be there for the Hannans, not the car. Yeah, and you'll be returning to Perth in uh, body and spirit or just yeah. body? No, the Hannans, yeah. Uh, the Hannans has claimed many a good man. <laughs> That's for sure, Cal Gordy. Yeah, I reckon I'll be an absolute shell of a man walking into Cup Day on uh, on Saturday. But uh, we live for this type of stuff, so we'll... Um, We'll battle, it we'll should be a really on. good week as well. The mm. the media crew, uh, so Lockie Taylor, Britt, uh, I'm not Scotty. sure about Jules, Scotty Embry. No, he's he's not there that week. But uh, there, there's a whole bunch of them that are uh, they can't actually get home till the Sunday. So they're they're from the Thursday morning to the Sunday as well. So uh, it should be a pretty good week, I'd say. Might There'll be, be a, a lot of um, familiar faces around, all enjoying themselves. Might be a couple of people. It's uh, I forgot the name of the nightclub now. Uh, across uh, from the exchange the gold it? bar the exchange the gold, the gold bar, bar that's yeah. the one yeah the gold bar one of the more reputable establishments <laughs> here, uh, in uh, in western australia stranger things have happened at the gold bar i've actually met my partner there oh really at about 3 a.m she's a perth girl went down for the Kalgoorlie race around a few years ago with her friends and how drunk was she yeah <laughs> in the just in the beer garden there got talking to her and uh that was in the very early hours at, at the gold bar i think Kalgoorlie 2017, I think it was. I still can't and believe so you things, used, something good things have happened. At, I still at the can't believe you used that first line as well to her. I still can't believe you said, "Don't you know who I am?" <laughs> so anyway, I might try that one. I might try that one this time around. Well, that might be yeah, it might be you this year. Yeah, too, might, nice. yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as we're all well aware, racing is full of highs and lows, but this week has been particularly tough. Um, especially for WA Racing fans with both Gadding and King Blitz having to be humanely euthanized after, um, I guess, breaking down badly in uh, Gadding in the uh, Group 1 at Flemington on Saturday and um, King Blitz in a trial at Belmont on Monday. And then, of course, the news filtered through that superstar showmanship suffered a tendon injury. This is in the lead-up to Saturday's Group 1 Rupert Clark Stakes at Caulfield, a race he was heavily favoured to win now first of all gadding he was uh he was quite a horse really wasn't he over the journey 49 starts 
11 wins, $1.9 million in stakes. He uh, was a Group 1 Maccabi Eva stakes winner in 20 and 2019, was a Derby winner. It was just an all-round quality, quality animal and uh, just very sad for Connections to see him go out like that on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, it's incredible the race he won only 12 months prior ended up being his uh, the end of him in a way. But he actually won over $2 million, including bonuses as well. He was an absolute superstar, winner of 11 races, Group 1 winner. I was on him a couple of years ago, in, I think when Damien Lane rode him in the railway. He ran second. He's, he's a marvellous horse. Uh, 49 starts, just looking now, he finished in the first three over 50% of the time. He never really ran a bad race, did he? No, he, was, he won from 1,100 to 2,400 metres, like just and consistently competed at that high level for a long period of time. Yeah, devastating for, for everyone involved. And then, um, then, yeah, we saw King Blitz, who's a bit of a cult hero really in, in WA racing and uh, he was all Barry Newnham had him set for another crack at uh, an Ascot season uh, feature racing and um, unfortunately he didn't make it uh, through his trial on Monday either so it just the the great leveler um, thoroughbred horse racing isn't it well the two horses may have been different in caliber but you can guarantee that the way it would have uh, the feeling would have left connections would be the exact same. King Blitz, Barry Newman only has a couple of horses. I remember reading a while ago, he was such an, uh, an unsound and poor confirmation horse, King Blitz. I think he used to walk him around Ascot just for hours mm. each day and he really would have been his best mate. And He bred him too. Yeah, yep. Peter and, and Barry there, he'll leave a massive hole as will Gatting as well. It would have, I couldn't imagine how difficult it would be for DMAC and Emma having been in a different state watching that, uh, not having been able to be there when Gadding hurt himself as well. So really feel for the connections. And unfortunately, that's the downside of racing. And that's why we're always told to enjoy the good times when they come around. Yeah, people love their horses though, don't they? That's, oh, uh, that's the thing. When I saw on social media Friday through Monday and Tuesday um, with everything that was going on, like it just reminded me how much these thoroughbreds mean to you know their their owners and their trainers and their breeders and all that it's like um yeah it was um it was heartwarming to see just how valued they are i saw dmac uh at the races saturday and not long afterwards and he was just in tears in the mm. stalls as you could imagine and yeah there's a lot of bad things said about racing but often by people that don't understand the game but those that do realize how much the animals are loved and even hearing from peter moody and his foreman how much of an impact getting had at his stable he would have only been there for a couple of months i'm guessing and yeah. uh left absolutely devastated so yeah there's there's no questioning the uh the, the the love and affection people have for their horses yeah and then just to um just to i guess treble down on on uh the tough week for for wa racing a showmanship suffered a tendon injury he is out of the spring he was just about to make a name for himself is, is it right that uh, within 15 minutes of the vet declaring the tendon injury that Bob Peters received a potential offer to start as a slot, uh, a, a slot in the Everest. Incredible stuff. So um, uh, obviously uh, showmanship can go to the paddock and, and recover and uh, hopefully come back um, in, um, in the new year and um, continue his racing. But yeah, he was just about to take the East Coast by the scruff of the neck, wasn't he? Yeah, and the horses have performed very well over there uh, after having to 
leave a lot earlier than what they would have thought. Grant Williams has been on the record for saying that it's been quite difficult to get the horses fit. Usually that their usual process for years have been to give the horses a couple of trials before racing and they had to truck over there mid-preparation and it's not an easy thing to do, especially in a different training environment. But although the horses have performed well, they've been pretty bloody unlucky as well. Yeah. Regal Power had to get sent home, now showmanship. So yeah. Arcadia Queen had a lot of uh, yeah. setbacks to her preparation. Hoof bruising yeah. and, and abscesses. So Bar plates, yeah. Yeah, and she was outstanding on the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, things don't always go to plan no matter how how, how much you uh, – or even to the best of them like, like uh, Bob and Sandra Peters. Yeah, yeah. So um, – Pikey, William Pike, the wizard, he certainly looked set to fill his boots at Flemington last Saturday. Uh, while things probably didn't go exactly to script, Terry, he did walk away with the Group 2 Dane Hill Stakes victory aboard the Team Hawks, a very exciting uh, multi, uh, I think it was a million-dollar yearling colt called Doubtland. So it's uh, it won down the, the straight and Pikey lifting him over the line. Uh, did you catch much of Flemington? I did. I always make sure I tune in to uh, to watch Pikey's Mounts. As you know, I'm not a big um, a big uh, Eastern States follower at all. But um, yeah, they're always. I mean, as soon as I did watch the the Maccabi Diva, and um, just to touch on what you guys have just discussed, but it just shows the range of emotions that are sort of an ownership group or anyone connected to a horse can go through in 12 months, doesn't it? With mm-hmm. with the gutting story, um, in particular, in that sense, and. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, devastated for, for everyone in, involved with the horse. Um, yeah, obviously grew up with that. Well, grew up here. He, uh, he uh, sort of owned the nickname the Giant Killer mm. to some degree. And um, actually, I think uh, I think people in racing in general just love someone that can take it up to the big boys. Some of those battles with Galaxy Star over here, um, a horse that, uh, as Michael just touched on, knocked him off in a railway stakes in Perth, will always stay very fondly in the memory. But um, no, it was really good to see um, Pikey um, get a winner on a tough day for him. Mm. Um, he he really did, uh, even though that was down the straight, he still had that little bit of Pikey about him where he didn't panic when he got held up at a key stage and got him out. And uh, you always just know he's going to, um, even against the good jockeys over there, I, I don't think he has anyone above him in how he can lift a horse over the final 100, 150 metres of a race. So I think uh, I think the owners um, would have felt pretty confident um, with a couple of hundred to go in that. I thought he gave Windstorm every chance as well. So did I, and so did my um, uh, bank account, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I rarely hop in over there, but I didn't really like much on the card last Saturday at home. And um, once once Winston got out to 260 or so, I thought, yeah, this is probably enough for me. And about 300 to go, I don't watch for any – races with um my female friends in my life but i watched it with her and i uh, said to her at the 300 i said this is over we can just about turn this off so that was probably the moment uh winston couldn't win to be honest with you so can, i'll can take I, the blame send offer, me your invoices can i offer a different opinion on winston written too aggressively i know what you're gonna say yeah mm. yeah my uh sometimes low draws in big fields especially with when you're well favoured, um, especially Pikey away from home. I just wonder if that race had it been run locally, whether he would have ridden him exactly the same way. I feel as though he bounced him out and rode for a position. Um, that, was, by, that was a tactical announcement. Yeah, yeah. and by, by doing so, uh, he just got keen. He was in between horses. He looked like he was resenting it. And for me, I reckon that blunted his closing speed. Let's use an example from home recently where you actually called this yourself pre-race, Silken Eyes. Yep. Um, against Cliffs of Comfort, actually, yep. where Pikey from not a horrible alley, Jags basically to last, could have probably tried to settle closer. Mm. Um, and obviously the rest is history. Silken Eyes got home incredibly well. So there is something to be said for horses can appear to be getting the world perfect run. But if you're 
sometimes giving them the world perfect run can take away one of their greatest assets and that might have very well been the case of Windstorm who we know is usually it's very rare Windstorm won't be running the quickest fast last 200 in any race I think you'll find the track was very hard on Saturday as well at, at Flemington on the Sunday radio show was touched on did the rain come at all no so they the, spoke about expected the, the, yeah. the track there was two inches of rain or something forecast apparently in the oh. track curator which you can completely understand yeah. he never watered the track mm. and the rain never came and there was it went a little bit but it, uh maybe half an hour away but it missed the the track and it never really came and it, they ended up running on a track that hadn't been watered at all. It was very, very hard. And I'll say a horse like Perfect Jewel, who we know she's a bit of a mudlark. She loves the, the sting out of the ground. Wouldn't have suited her. Maybe Windstorm, perhaps if it was on the harder side, he might not have let down as well as he usually does. Yeah. You, you, you're not too sure, but be pretty confident that Bob would, would have been ringing the track curator afterwards anyway. To, I, don't, to, to, I wonder if Bob has the same pull <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, so that was my Windstorm thing. Like, I, I feel as though like the winner's come from last right and there's not many times you see a horse uh getting past the series from white runner mm -hmm. late their strength is their 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 fitness edge and their closing speed mostly so pikey, no, pikey knows that so yeah. what was the race he lost before the all-star that's, that's what regal i was about power. to get to so mm. regal power gets beat in the australian cup, cup. it gets swooped in the australian cup and everyone's like hang on that was disappointing next start comes out and wins a all-star all mile yeah. my message is windstorm don't don't abandon ship. So yet. You're talking directly to William Pike, or you're talking to the to punters. I'm talking to the faithful. <laughs> talking to the faithful. The he, faithful. he will know that as well. I yeah. think they will go back Which to is, riding windstorm, dead cold. Yeah, yeah. And um, in regards to perfect draw, I think that tempo was just ridiculously slow. slow just yes. just crazy. Um, Pikey just was never able to to get her into the race. The real silver lining was Arcadia Queen. She was she was incredible i thought and um beaten by the barrier but yeah and she will come forward off that uh hopefully and um she, she's going to be really hard to beat in um it was just good to see her lengthening lowering and really attacking the finishing line as we know that she can and before we um before we go any further we have to talk about the wizard just blowing up social media during the week with his post-race video analysis just pikey Good stuff isn't just it? pikey foxtel and a tv screen and the 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 racing world's gone crazy for him mm. oh, yeah. I, I like the way he starts all the videos <laughs> hi guys how you going <laughs> he's a natural isn't he it's just quintessential pike <laughs> so you've interviewed pike I've, I've read your that feature article that you did was it how comfortable was he talking about himself and letting you into his world? He seems like quite a private kind of cat. Are you talking about the written article I yeah, did a couple of years ago? Yeah. yeah, I actually caught up with him and went and sat down with him when I, I did that. Uh, I think he – off camera and and off the record, he, he's he's pretty good, pretty, yep. pretty fine. I think when the, when the camera goes on, he may uh, choose his words carefully and that yep. type of thing. But, yeah, off the record, he's, he's very, very normal. And he's um, happy to have a chat about most things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just I felt like he's because he was he did come under under uh, criticism for his ride on Shabao, and I think that it was imp or Shabu. Did we get a ruling on that? No. Shabao, I think it is. Um, uh, and he, I think it was great that he was able to to um, I don't know whether he was aware of it or not, but he went through pre race what he had to deal with. Um, and just from a horseman's point of view, that it's not all about how what, unsettled the horse yeah, was. It's yeah. not all about how what happens when the gates open. There's a whole there's a whole range of processes, and um, you know uh, there's a whole pathway to get to 
to make sure that your horse is conserves as much fuel as possible so that it's got a full tank when the gates open and it was really cool um i would have loved to have seen him do the windstorm review but i think he only did chabelle and arcadia queen but um it was top stuff and mm. credit to everyone involved in that people love it i love it and uh, i'd love to see more of it so um while we're talking about uh, pikey um and the shock injury to showmanship that's um but team williams the wizard and cerise and white have a more than worthy second stringer in the outstanding four-year-old superstorm goes okay goes okay mm-hmm. you'd be heading towards a golden eagle but you think if he taps into his peak form he can give that rupert clark a shake on saturday as well in the same race we got wa former WA-based duo Reykjavik and Akana Star. What up, Walks? What up, Walks? Good luck to connections of uh, all, I imagine they're mostly WA-based connections, trained by Lindsay Smith. So good luck to everyone involved there. And finally, I've got another update on the Velvet King. He has come through his setbacks really, really well. He's uh, back in full training, and hopefully, Peter Moody said, hopefully he'll be trialling within the next two or three weeks. Shouldn't be too far away from a start, probably mid to late October. So keep an eye out for the Velvet King. So before we begin our look at Nicopolis Stakes Day at Belmont on Saturday, we at the 1-1 feel that it's fitting to salute the giant killer Gadding in the best possible way by reliving his 2017 WATC Derby Triumph. Cranky, you will be missed. To the Swan River side of the track in the classic at the 1100. Master Magician, the leader, about to be taken on around the outside by the Philly. Chill the Champ is going up very quickly and a long way from home as well. Chill the Champ has got ahead. Master Magician, a length trap for Fools, a length and a half away, then Gatting. Quickly kicking up here now for Rortier. Around the outside of those, Kawaja went forward as they tried to back the pace off a little. Very tempting, just getting squeezed up for a bit of room. Noski takes off with the victory. Victorian Rock with you around them. They're going a long, long way from home. Just like Fire found his back. Down on the rail, final salute, then Mycroft. Duke has a further back in the field, being followed then at the head of the others by Golgotha. At the ready is bailed up badly down on the inside. Five or six lengths from the leaders, but it's a bunched up field as they come around the turn. About to straighten for home. And the leader, Chill the Champ, is a length and a half to Gatting. And then Kawaja down the outside. Rock with you on the outside, Gatting, though, swept up to chill the Champers. I reckon they can start celebrating with the Champers as well. At the 100, Gatting gave them the go-by in the derby. Races away, very tempting, gets out to give chase. But Gatting, it's Gatting in the classic. Okay, it's time to preview Nicopolis. Stakes Day, Nicopolis. What's what's, what's Nicopolis? Uh, Hall of Fame, WA Racing Hall of Fame uh, horse from the 50s, I believe. Okay. So might have to put a bit more info up on that on our Twitter feed. You would have watched him in your 20s or so. <laughs> is, that, is that about right? <laughs> yeah, Dad tells me all about him. Um, Written yes, by the, Tiger Moore yep. and also Keith Jeffries, who's now a trainer. Back is in the right? day when they were jockeys. Okay. Really? Keith oh. Jeffries? Keith Mifflin, Keith sorry. Mifflin, Keith, yes. Sorry, Keith, 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 yeah. Yeah, Keith yeah. Mifflin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, trained by Jock Campbell, I Keith believe. Mifflin. Had a try to win the other day, Perry Perry Parra. That's the one. That's the one. Yep. yep. So, yeah, we're... Uh, we'll we're get uh, Michael to do this week's mastermind, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're, uh, the focus is on Nicopolis and his achievements um, and uh, as a Hall of, WA Racing Hall of Fame member. So Google helped me out with that one. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're recording at uh, 20 past 11 on the morning of Thursday, September 17. Northern racing this afternoon. Carnarvon on Friday was the big Carnarvon Cup meeting last weekend. Terry, did you get oh, involved? Yeah, it was heartbreaking, the Carnarvon Cup for me. Glory land getting done the line. Oh, geez, I was a 
I'll do shell of it, man. I love, I just, yeah, I, I love it. But uh, good on Kesha or Duran. Uh, Kesha. I know you don't have to say it with an accent like I do, but uh, Kesha or Duran. Um, I loved uh, the What price was that? Big? Anything. You know, yeah. $5 on tote. Yeah, yeah it was uh, anything. Um, but, yeah, good on him for getting espresso last half and winning a cup. So great stuff. I, really, I did really a video came aspect. across my Facebook feed this morning of Sean Casey cheering home Gloryland mm-hmm. in the Carnarvon Cup. I'll show it to you guys after the pod but um it's fair to say that i've, I've never seen anyone ride a horse home harder than that it was incredible viewing just he was headed turning for home i think yeah, it's, it's, he might have even, it was a big effort sean casey might so have even tough. gone the early crow too and <laughs> he's got nailed by the line and uh yeah there was uh it was pretty forlorn forlorn figure yeah. yeah so anyway carnarvon friday we've got nine events belmont sad day and boulder cup day we're going to do a Quick glance at the Boulder Cup later in the preview. Can have a quick look, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a uh, Boulder Cup for the ages on paper at least. Okay, so Boulder Cup day, Kalgoorlie on Sunday. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition and Market City Meets Get Out Stakes. Reminder that my pre-markets preview, the leg up, was released at 7am this morning on bestbets.com.au. can also be viewed on the Ausrace website. While... Terry and Daniel Cripps team up for the Wild West video preview, which is available on the Betfair Hub, betfair.com.au. Um, uh, first thing Friday morning, I believe, Guru. That's it. Friday now, morning, it will come up. And uh, the Origin, State of Origin competition is still ongoing. We won last week as well, amazingly. It's uh, it's sort of a last man standing job. It's five teams of professional punters for those that don't know the setup. Um, and all five teams, I think one is showing a half unit profit. The rest are showing good losses after uh, after week four. So we're all really flying the we're flag. We're on the and, table. Um, hey, we're, we're third. We're third. We were uh, last after week two. We won week three. There's weekly prizes too. Midfield so. with cover. Midfield with cover, and as I said, we're, stalking. we're yeah. sitting sprinters out here, out west as well. So, um, yeah, we, we've already had one bet this week. But uh, Cripper likes to be out in front rolling, though, doesn't he? So, he does prefer yeah. a lightly raced Would on you say you've logged 1 1? You'd say we've logged 1 1, yeah. Or if you're on a different podcast about harness, you'd be on the one out, one back. But um, I am uh, I'm relatively confident we will finish. Over the top of them, so um, get uh, have a look on Saturday morning to see uh, to see what we're on in that sense. But now, um, before you go any further, yes. little birdie told me that you have spread okay. your wings mm. even further. Mm. Just a real media guru. Uh, Sen track, you made your debut on Wednesday morning. Oh no, we had a little, yeah, we had a little gig on uh, on on Wednesday morning. Didn't tip a winner, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, that take, takes my streak to about four years since I've last tipped a winner. But uh, no, it was good to get on there and uh, have a bit of a laugh and promote the Betfair Origin comp. And uh, um, yeah, no, I enjoyed that little uh, that little stint. I'm there, BJ. Yeah, well, Betfair have a partnership with SEN, and SEN mm-hmm. are doing a really good job with their digital channels covering Thoroughbred, Harness, and Greyhound Racing. They're really um, bringing that to the masses. So, yeah, if you want to catch a bit of Terry on SEN, download the app, listen in, SEN Tracks, good stuff. So, well, uh, But more importantly, the yes. One One podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. All right, Michael, Terry, let's get cracking. Nicopolis Stakes Day, Belmont on Saturday, September 19. Rail in the eight-metre position. It's been a beautiful week weather-wise. We're expecting 19 on Saturday, but there is rain on the way. Yeah, I don't like that. I hate the mid the mid re- me- the mid meeting rain. Guys, here's a stat, and I like I don't know much uh 
I don't know Michael all that well, but I reckon you look like someone who would love a good statistic. So in the last eight meetings, I actually called uh, I actually called Cripper yesterday as we as we do before. Odds come out for every meeting just to, to make sure we don't cook each other's quotes. But I um I mentioned him a stat that the last eight meetings in WA, um, a horse hadn't led beyond twelve hundred meters and won. Uh, sorry, the last eight meetings at Belmont, I should say. So whether we on can, Saturdays or any or Saturdays, Wednesdays, yeah, Saturdays, Saturdays Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Any, just any Belmont meeting. Um, there wasn't one, and then the very next race, um, zip your lips, zip your lips comes out <laughs> and leads throughout. Which thank God it did, because I would have had probably the worst. So that's day beyond twelve hundred meters. Beyond twelve hundred meters, and the only three to lead at the twelve hundred meters or below were Madame Toria, two dollars fifty. This will test you, dollar forty, and Pooley at two dollars ten. The only three leaders to win at Belmont in the last eight meetings at Belmont. So well. Lockie and I do the review show on the Sunday mornings, and we we're saying that last week as well. From memory, Massimo might have been the only horse on speed to win all day. Oh, I think Brooklyn Pier, but it was a distant second in the run. And uh, I don't my- know if the rail's off though, because you've got horses like Zero Demerits, three back the fence coming off. You've got horses yeah, that I- are settling rails in run going okay, but there's just in terms of lanes, I think I don't know if there's been that big a discrepancy, but I have noticed most of the winners were coming three to four off the fence mm-hmm. in yeah. those third to yep. fifth lanes. That's yep. what I had anyway. Yep. Uh, so and I've noticed that for a little while that horses with cover have been slightly advantaged, but gee, we haven't had rain for a long time, so you would expect or you would hope it would be as fair as possible yeah, going so, into Saturday. Some yeah. of the figures I saw from last Saturday was yeah, the tracks right back, right back to where you want it to be, which is no surprise given the good weather, the 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 sectional data and the overall data was you know was quite. Quite slick. The good horses around good times. So we've only got another couple of Saturdays at Belmont, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ascot feels like it's come around. That's really early. That's really summer, isn't it? Yeah. October ten, I think. Well, I think. But previously, we used to have the Bunbury meeting. Yep. Was it as mm-hmm. the bit of a bridge in between the two changeovers? Now I think it's Kalgoorlie Cup. Yep. And yeah, October October ten. I'm pretty sure Ascot yep. would be opening day. Which just feels a little bit maybe it's not but it just feels a little bit earlier than usual mm. so there is going to be some rain sort of scattered through saturday but i'm strongish northwesterlies as well yep. so you're going to be running into that down the back for anything going over a bit more of a journey so i just i'd just be somewhat wary with the rain around those northwesterlies it it really may be even more prominent that you need um you need or would prefer to be racing with cover potentially off the pine so one to monitor throughout the meeting anyway okay Race one is the free entry to Belmont Park Maiden, 1,300 metres, 12.04 p.m. Now, listeners might recall that the guru had to do the bolt to Northam on last week's edition of the 1-1 to watch the slug do battle at Northam. Uh, And all of a sudden, the slug has come straight to town in the opening event on Nicopolis Stakes Day. I just have to throw to Terry for his insight into how he thinks the uh, the slug will perform on Saturday. Well, firstly, what a what a horrible decision to spend three and a half hours in a car for, uh, to watch a horse that I knew was massively under the odds and goes pretty slowly, first of all. So let, let's reflect on that. It's not in my top 100 worst decisions of my life, but it, it's definitely in the top 1,000. Um, so I drove there. I was there for had a quick chat to Ben Pierce and Luke, and um, then I came back home and went out to dinner with Luke and had a, had a couple of – Swing by the Mundaring? Beers didn't swing by the Mundaring, oh. though. That's uh, it's a good, good I swung good by the Mundaring the other you? week, actually. What did you have? When it, the Palmy. Yeah, we had the Palmy. Were the chips we, on top or underneath or to the side? To the side. Oh, pretty, I, I think that it, it may have come out with the Palmy on top, but okay. I, I might have done the shuffle yeah, after okay. that. But I saw you was a shuffle. And G. Butchie was travelling well. Yeah. He was travelling real well. Maybe it was a little bit too late for the big fella on a Saturday. But <laughs> <laughs> I went and said hello because... 
BJ said to uh, have a meet and greet, and I'm not too sure if he'd remember it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he loves it. Very loves nice venue, though. Just my first time under the bus. I love that. <laughs> just cop that. That's really good stuff. But uh, it was a terrific venue. We're going to go. My girlfriend uh, had already had actually been there. She's been there a couple of times, as it turned out, when the, her friends have gone hiking and so forth. Yeah. It's, uh, mm -hmm. Up that way, it's a very nice venue. Would recommend. All right. That's a good plug. Very well done. That's a great plug, isn't yeah. it? Unexpected too. Give I me that 50 that later on, Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the slug can't win this, Major. So there you go. We are looking to get the slug out over a mile. There was nothing suitable um, at this stage of proceedings. So um, while, we, um, while we're hopeful that uh, she can run a race um, and she's drawn to get it nice and mm. soft just behind the – a speed with not much – a lack of speed in this race. I mean, I don't think it's um, – we'd be disappointed if we ended up in front, which I don't think she has the speed to do. Um, but, no, we're just, we're just hoping for progression. We really think she'll show her best um, over a mile plus. Could she head down to the golf fields with, with you, Terry? She will very likely be Imagine heading for a, a, on, uh, on Hannon's Day or Cup She'll day. be oh. very likely running on Hannon's Day. Um, That's the one she's been set for, I think. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. Yeah, so we might so we might be looking at that as the uh, the long term uh, <laughs> the long term play. Thanks for just ruining our game as well. <laughs> I was trying to keep that quiet. Do you like Mike? By the way, I chucked Mike on Twitter the other day. I got a feeling you wouldn't like it, and that's half the reason I did it. I think. <laughs> I'm not a not really a Mike man to be honest. Okay, Michael or uh, get a Mick every now and then, but yep. but more Michael. Yeah. Okay, Mike. So uh, what, uh, what what do you like here, Mike? <laughs> to be honest, uh, you can leave me out of this race. Maidens aren't my go to and. The favourites come up here at Even Money. Gee, I didn't even look at this race, to be honest. The first couple of races aren't uh, my forte. Um, they don't really suit the way I do my form, so I, I can leave the maidens to yours. You do your best work in what, ratings, handicap ratings? Yeah, races? I've, yeah, I've got a few rules. I don't bet on maidens, don't bet on unraced horses, two-year-olds. I don't bet further than 1,800 metres. Can't remember my last yes. staying staying race. It's what do you bet on? More. Jeez, what's left? A thousand to usually a thousand to miles rating races. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, that's where I do. Well, it sounds very. Uh, that sounds to me very decrypts like very mm. data orientated. Well, it just so after doing it a few years and keeping records and going through what I'm good and bad at, I just weeded out the stuff that I'm bad at. Yeah. Much. Okay. And staying over here, the staying results, I they just don't suit the way I do form and with my ratings, my. Index card equivalents, if you, if you, to yeah. say, to, from, from <laughs> Pete McCormack. McCormack's. It doesn't really suit maidens and, and uh, unraced horses, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So the, the favourite that um, Michael was referring to was Brave Dream, Cerise and White, four-year-old mare. Hasn't been seen in over – oh, sorry, hasn't raced, rather, in over 12 months. Has moved from Team Williams to Adam Durant. Was uh, under lock and key in her lead-up Lark Hill September 7 trial. Um, CJP very quiet on her. And I wonder if that was more the fact that she's coming back from such a long absence. Um, but, yeah, comes up short, gets back from the high draw. Um, I don't know whether you'd be necessarily wanting to chime in at the even money dollar ninety five on a horse after such a long break getting back, but it does look the obvious. For me, I'm sort of thinking that, Zingano, first up, Lindsay Smith, Chris P Parnham. No one's riding better than Chris Parnham at the moment. 
I reckon Zingano might be able to find the front from a low draw, first up, led up in its trial. I reckon Zingano might give them something to catch. Have you done this form? You done the form yeah, for this one? Yeah, no, I have. I have. I uh, always do the, the form when the slug's involved. So. Yeah. Um, Zingano, I found it very interesting that on debut back in May, um, debuted over the 1675. Mm-hmm. To me, that just says they think she's a bit of a one-pace grinding type of mare. She trialled against uh, Brave Dream um, and was obviously uh, beat Brave Dream home, but you could probably say, well, you can comfortably say Brave Dream was the more impressive of the two trialers. Yep. I think this might be a case of, um, can't say boys against men, girls against women. Uh, and I think Brave Dream might have um, panels. Yep. I'm not just talking. I think this might have panels on this field. Um, a lot of these will battle away, win a class one, class two later in their careers. Might manage to whack in $100,000 prize money while Brave Dream, I think, is going to be a far better horse than the rest of these. Always a bit of a query. First up, nearly 400 days, taking a sit. But um, I reckon that uh, she just might be simply better than this lot, and I reckon even money's enough. Really? Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Okay. Uh, I Yeah, I was just a little bit wary um, first up from that draw, but, yeah, you, yeah. I, uh, I think I tipped her on debut. She was running in an open three-odd race against some sort and um, that started, was a huge, started 320 yeah. and uh, went okay. Um, oh, went went super. Yeah. Went super that day. I know that the market will suggest that uh, she should have done more, but as has been pointed out to me, that particular day as well, the cutaway was ice cold. Mm. So she's hopped back on a cold cutaway, finished three lengths from uh, – under three lengths from some sort, specialisms who was flying at the time. There was a couple of other really sharp ones in that race. So any yeah, any yeah anywhere near that type of form. And I'd suggest this long break. I don't know this for a fact. I know she's trialled back in February. I think this long break may have just been to allow her to mature as well. Um, yeah, I'm expecting her to find a three-wide line and, and if the middle of the track's playing, as it has been in recent weeks, which has been just as fair as the inside pad, um, even better potentially, then yeah, I'm pretty confident she just goes past them. I love the 1300 too. Cool. Yeah, I've tipped Brave Dream on top. I just thought that the price was a bit slim, although Terry is uh, – even money is good enough for him. And I think if um, if Brave Dream gets caught up and maybe an interrupted uh, passage into the race, then maybe Zingaro might be able to roll along in front and pinch it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it does look a, a big day potentially for the Cerise and White and they could get off to a fast start with Brave Dream in the opening event of the program. Race two, Amelia Park Plate, 1,200-metre race for three-year-olds. Now, Michael, as we mentioned before, is uh, heavily involved with the Pierce Brothers, Pierce Racing Stables. You guys have two runners in this seven-horse field. Can you give the listeners any um, two first starters, rather? Uh, Life for a Life and Sweet Demand. Can you give the listeners a bit of insight into these two? Yeah, both uh, nice types. Sweet demand, it, it um, particularly uh, goes really good. Might or well, probably is a better horse next preparation. If you'd ask me who would finish in front of who tomorrow, it'd be hard to say. But life for a life's a bit more up and going. He'll probably jump on the bunny and and give a bit of a kick. Whereas she's still a little bit green, does some things wrong. But I have no doubt sweet demand will make the better horse in in six months' time. Uh, but I actually wouldn't be surprised to see life for a life give a bit of cheek. I, I, th- I think he probably leads this race. Yeah. How did you say it? Yeah, I had him leading. Um, and then I had Indigo Blue coming across from his draw to sit outside, her draw rather, to sit outside life for a life. Um, if Chrissy Graham can bounce from one, hold the lead, I reckon that's its best opportunity to. That would certainly yeah. be the plan, especially in, in those colours as well. Would he have had the choice? 
Michael, between those two runners? I see he's ridden both of them. No, in, in, no. Uh, no he, he, Joey was, was on sweet demand okay. early and he, Chris would have ridden either Life for a Life or Barbarica. Life for a Life was actually scratched from a race at today. Northern today, yeah. which he probably would have went quite well in, but uh, the owner wanted to go this way, which you can't blame him at all. You, uh, I think 11,800 to potentially win today, 14,000 to finish second on Saturday, 41 to the winner and only a... A seven-horse field uh, is probably worth a crack in his opinion, and yeah, I tend to agree. It's quite funny. Life for Life's at the moment twenty bucks, but I mean, Life for Life was eleven dollars today in that field, and you had the Fibonacci and Time Scale, and they look pretty well. Too, it looks so. like an above-average maiden today. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So even if you're sort of in my mind, you're probably racing for third. Uh, yep. I've got the top two as clear elects. You're probably racing for third, but um, the prize money's still there to make that worthwhile to some degree. So yep. not that old. Uh, you won't be able to Mr. find. Evans would be too concerned about that. Just <laughs> anyway, um, seventy thousand dollar seven horse field race on a Saturday. Don't, don't exactly come right. too often. Where one or two of them, you can put a line through straight away. Really. Yeah. So um, no, I'm, I'm interested what they do with Indigo Blue here. Well, Life for a Life has looked to show really good um, sort of first fifty meter speed. So um, I think it makes sense with Chrissy Graham claiming on a leader as well with just the fifty four uh, on. Uh, on his back, but uh, I definitely think you'll see the aggression from Indigo Blue. I think they'd like to cross yeah. and find the fence with Indigo Blue, but they need to obviously be wary of keeping um, – getting into a speed battle and obviously setting it up for Dom to shoot, who will probably be out the back. Yeah. Um, I can't see any reasons why they'd try and go forward and keep in touch with Indigo Blue because that will probably work into Indigo Blue's hands if um, if they do that. But, uh, look, if Life for a Life kicks up and holds Indigo Blue in the breeze, I can't see them holding Dom to shoot out. But if Indigo Blue can cross life for a life and rail and give a good kick, it's always hard to run down a pretty smart, it was a moral beaten yeah. um, on debut, uh, Indigo Blue. I think uh, I think half of Australia was on Indigo Blue that day. It was, well. of course, the horse that Mitch Pateman wasted to ride 55 for for the yes. first time in a couple of years. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. First time in a couple of years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The following race, he had uh, yeah. the other Durant runner around second two. Uh, yeah. Grabbed by Savage One, I think it was. Grabbed yeah. by Sheik at late. They cleared out from third. So, yeah, fair tell that the stable might have an opinion if Mitch is wasting to ride 55. Because I think Mitch usually struggles just to ride 56 type of thing. So, that probably gives you an indication. So, look, I always like a lightly raced uh, – sorry, a lightly weighted galloper um, on speed, giving a kick when sort of its main danger is going to be back last, potentially behind some slow ones that aren't going to give uh, him – a cart into the race. He's so going to have to do all the work, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he certainly is. But in saying that, the Chrissy Parnamon for Paddy Carberry on a horse is going to sit and sprint. That's that's a, a jockey change for me, which is worth panels. So Huge riding change. Like, yeah, I can't remember the last time Chris Parnum's worn for those, no, worn those, those no, type of colours. Uh, so I wonder what the backstory is there. But, um, but yeah, Paddy Carberry's ridden this horse, I think, every start, every trial. Ran second on him, uh, fast finishing second first up over in basically the same race two weeks ago. Uh, he's going to be out the back again. He's going to have, um, for me, Indigo Blue is going to have field position and obviously a five and a half kilo weight advantage. Uh, I'm with Terry. If Indigo Blue can cross and lead, he's it's going to be it's going to make Dom to shoot have to pull out something pretty significant to uh, to get her. Even if she lands outside leader, I think she's going to give a good kick from there. I actually tipped Indigo Blue on top. Um, my market was... I'm saying, my market's bang on at the moment. Yeah. I've got to lean to Dom to shoot. Two bucks versus 250, that's yeah. bang on for me. Um, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's going to be a no-bet race. No-bet? Yeah, 100%. At those markets, it's, it's bang on. It just all depends if life for life kicks up, I think. Yeah. Even if Indigo Blue does cross, Dom to shoot can still get her. So. 
Um, other interesting runner for me is Precautionary. I thought she ran some big races as a two-year-old. Um, first, I thought her trial was pretty good. August 31, three deep, no cover the entire. Bo Benevic Edwards is now uh, apprenticed to Fred Kersey. Is that right, Michael? Yes. Recently. Yeah, been the last couple of weeks, I think, the changeover yeah. from Brett Pope. Yeah, 51 kilos. First up, Precautionary could be a bit of a fly in the ointment for the two main fancies, but um, it does look set up for a, um uh, interesting clash between Dom to shoot and Indigo Blue. Match race. Definitely. Yeah. Race. Three on the card is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is a wide open affair. Mm. We're, we're into handicap territory. Michael Heaton, what have you got? This is actually the race I like the most all day, surprisingly. Yeah. I like this. This and is good. Talk to us. Well, my market was very different to the way the as markets with, went up. Mine. I'm interested to see uh, <laughs> what you say here. And look, it is a race where there are horses with a lot of convictions and some non-winners, if you will, and I've actually settled on on one of those as my on topper at Abbey Lane. I had mm. actually favourites uh, last last start three and four deep, no cover throughout. Ran third to uh, Inspirational Girl in a sixty-six plus a few starts ago. Fourth behind Rationalis. Subsequent form has been Frank there, of course. Two starts ago, just thought it got not the ideal. Uh, smother here midfield, and in my ratings, it was superior to anything else here. I had as a $3.90 favourite and Taj Mahali second. Uh, and Taj Mahali went up $7. Abbey Lane went up $7.50. Uh, looking now, I've missed that price of Taj Mahali. It's into $4.40 favouritism. Mm. Uh, for me, the way I was going to play it was clearly Dutch bet those two horses. And uh, I'm not convinced about Gillespie. Had to win that race, how slow it went first up. Last time out was plain. I can't see it anywhere bar three deep in this race with... Uh, who did I have leading? Taj Mali, if she decided to kick up. Angry Annie's drawn underneath there as well. And I, I've got the highest respect for Lane and Parnham, but probably not the biggest rap on Gillespie as a horse I thought was under the odds there, Terry. Yeah, that's a very good summary. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, Abby Lane, I mean, my, my query to play devil's advocate with Abby Lane was I didn't think that three wide no cover last start was the worst spot to be. I felt, I felt there, was a there was probably an entitlement, especially on a – Track that a bit of slow. I felt there was an entitlement to do just a little bit more. I also was heavily invested in Abbey Lane that day, so that might be a reason I, I'm saying that. Uh, it was a race that Count to Mozelfon, actually, so that was... Um, it wasn't a bad result, was it? No, it wasn't a bad result mm. in the end. But, um, yeah, I, Abbey Lane's a horse I found very, very difficult to catch, but if Abby Lane brings uh, her best... Um, Trainer and jockey, mm, really in form at the moment his, as well. His best, I should say, sorry. If yeah. Abby Lane brings his best, uh, yeah, super, super, super hard to beat. Um, yeah, oh, I'm not too interested here. The $7 Taj Mahali early was... To me, a madness price for a horse in a very weak race is going to jump, run, and lead him along. Um, you'd imagine. Juice from um, Brad Bet there, was it? Yeah. First up as well. Yeah, his top, end, his top end form last campaign was. Uh, and Luke's got a pretty good record at getting his horse to deliver fresh yep. without a trial. So um, something small, Taj Marley, but this isn't a race I want to get too involved. The one thing I want to say about Gillespie, I reckon Gillespie is going to be a far better horse with a sit. And I reckon first and second up, they've been forced to lead in races with no speed. They didn't and want it's to. just jumped so well. So look for Chris Parnham to take a hold here and take a sit um, and try to work his way into the race in some type of line but uh, as Michael said from that 
draw to every chance um he begins semi well again and and is stuck deep the trip that's um i think gillespie might just do what gillespie wants to do i think that's half the problem with that horse put the, put the horse where it wants to be well i think he just i think he just is a very hard horse to handle and mm -hmm. um and when he begins well it's very hard to get him to come back underneath you and, and work with you so playing red trolled up well but gee i couldn't get it I couldn't get near it. In it's going to have to improve panels, isn't it? On those <laughs> and it, it's over that five dollars. Mm. Which you always sort of knew. It Abbey Lane seven fifty. Uh, Tell your story about the race Marley, when Carabineer, which I think I'm going to let BJ's about to go to, when Carabineer is nearly favourite. It's only it's only a point and a half or favouritism. That that tells you a little bit about the race. Carabineer is a. It's a battle. I won well midweek last campaign against Super Territoria. It might yeah, have been actually. Super in front of me, Super Territoria it might have been. But um, I just wanted something Michael was saying before. Um, I think it was off here that Neville Parnham you find at the moment is tipping quite well. And when he sort of likes one, they're, they're going quite well. Have a look at his interview before Wack and Tanker's first up run. He said he had it really forward this campaign, we're expecting it, it to run. It was with me, wasn't it? Hey. It might have been with you. I was only watching Neville, mate, so I wasn't watching the main. Uh, I wanted to discuss. What did you say the other day? Like, I think uh, I almost called him wanker. Yeah, that was that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found that very uh, – the best part about that was how like, everyone had just sort of moved on from it. Then you brought it up again yeah. afterwards. I really enjoyed that. I actually got an out loud laugh from you in the uh, punting palace upstairs. But uh, he gave it a bit of a, a, a rev and uh, it, it was held up the entirety of the straight. So it's not a horse I'm going to be going anywhere near. One, 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 one from 33. Yeah. I'm from 32. Is it? You watch it, you watch it run second or third. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a, a Neville so, special. Um, all I'm trying to say is this is a very, very, very ordinary race. Certainly is Dutch bet for me. Probably my best player today. There you go. Wow, Michael. BJ. <laughs> Carabinier on top for me. Mm. Remarkably, I um, Boy Hill. Boy Hill. I actually thought some of his form, three odd form last campaign was good. I reckon some of the horses he. Uh, lines up against would be uh, in the market in this particular race. Trolled well on Monday behind Red Can Man. I, Holly Watson on board. I imagine she's really light. Um, had no weight on it on um, on its back, but uh, the trial was was too good to ignore. Better than Red Can Man, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Comfort uh, comfortably a better trial. I don't, than Red don't know Man. about that. Um, but um, Carab Carabinia, uh But I was expecting double the price. To be to be honest, I thought I was a twelve fourteen dollar chance, and it's opened up six dollars. Um, You're not diving in at the six bucks. No, that was that was. I'm just going with the horse I tipped on top in the leg up, but it's not value for me. I was expecting double figures. Um, other than that. And yeah, any throw a blanket over these. I wouldn't even be surprised to see a horse like Bar Trader run a, run a um, random big race. Yeah. But he he's a, he doesn't win very often either. So, it, uh, Michael, if you can nail this in two, good luck yeah. for me. I'm staying out. I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to go with the confident man here. So follow follow Michael and Taj Marley is the only one that's come up at a price in uh, in my book. So just on that, Angry Annie, were you? What do you think of its Kalgoorlie run? It was pretty really good. Pretty yeah, good, really good. But mm. um. Angry Annie carried. Uh, it's always well 50, found in the 52 market. against Magnaforce and comes here with 57. So yeah. hasn't ever ran races at Belmont. Uh, yeah, it's all for me. It's all about uh, if uh, Maddie can find the breeze. I know yeah. Angry Annie's run some big races sitting deep at Jero. So yeah. three, four, five, the trip. Some of those wins, I don't know if you remember him at Jero, were just amazing. It was Maddie's first couple of days in the saddle. They were some of the most amazing victories. They were a sign of things to come from Maddie, really sitting yeah. deep and uh, just Maddie getting to wobble. Maddie Land. Yeah, still those good claims, though. I think I had Angry Annie. 
23rd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the market declines a lot in ground news, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Check out the Betfair Exchange late for all the uh, flux in the last five to ten minutes yeah. of bettings will be interesting. Race four, Schweppes Handicap over 1,000 metres. This is a interesting mm. short course handicap. Uh, graduation, and um, we see some pretty sharp types. All four-year-olds dominating the markets here, but it's, it's a good clash between River Bow, E.O. Ways, Special Choice, and uh, I suppose you can't really rule out Weapon Sun. He he's, has the race fitness edge and uh, oh, race fitness anyway and some good form lines as well. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this 1,000-metre contest plays out. What do you reckon, Terry? Well, I think we're going to see enough speed in this. Uh, just a fluke. He's one of the quickest horses in Perth. Um, not Doesn't usually Early. Go, very, go very quick over the final 300 metres or so. It's actually really good first up uh behind flower of scotland but uh just a fluke will lead uh olga louisa um i actually had something on last start i said watch them they'll go back to trying to tear away here and we just got grabbed on the line at 30 to 1 it was by pink and gray actually it was heartbreaking uh but expect them to expect there to be some aggression from olga louisa and obviously weapon sun from eight as well which Means we're going to have uh, Maddie Derrick on Just a Flute, Christy Bennett on Weapon Summon, Chris Graham and Olga Louise. The three apprentices all pretty much going at each other. I suspect that's going to set it up for the other three runners, Riverboat, Eeyore Ways and Special Choice. Um, narrowing it down with those three, I think Special Choice is a little bit overrated. Um, I'm not sure if Special Choice is either going to be a 1,000-metre horse. Maybe maybe she's a 1,000-metre horse. I don't know. I, I, this might sound harsh, but I thought she was entitled to win that very weak trial the other day, and I was disappointed she didn't go past him late. I know that Clint – I know he had a hold, but he, he was still asking for a little effort late there. I mean – yeah, I just think Special Choice might be under the odds because of the colours that she's going to wear. Um, e always was disappointing last start. I, I saw it. Reckon- 100%. Yeah. 100 but I had the back of Parisa. And there's a little snipe on Twitter from the uh, owner saying um, Clint didn't ride that well. That was a 10 out of 10. Like I'm, I'm asking, what, what you're you're on a back marker over 1200 meters. Do you just think he was alongside Denim Pack and Denim Pack out sprinted him? Den- yeah, yeah exactly seven, right. yep. seven and a half kilos more than. Um, it wasn't a bad run. But oh, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad run, but I if you've got the back of um, Denim Pack, you should be you should be winning that race. Clip rode it. I don't didn't think there was anything wrong with I the thought ride. It was a ten out of ten the rod, and I just thought that criticism was just. I thought the run, the run was okay. It wasn't as dynamite as his. All his late numbers were pretty good. I thought so. his late numbers were okay. Yeah. yeah, they were they were okay. I mean, the the key for me, you're carrying fifty nine again here, but the key. Three always is is back he always back to a thousand? Is that yeah. the key? Like, will he be able to let down sharply again? Um, I think that might well be the case, and that might be the the key for he always. But um, look, I'm going to go with Riverbow. Thought Riverbow came back at stage man in a recent trial. Riverbow's top line form's huge. Bit wary where he's going to end up from um, from seven with the sixty k. He's going to need some cover, but that run behind Cliffs of Comfort when chasing on a hot speed over the eleven hundred with fifty eight and a half last campaign that was huge. Got past Tommy Blue. I, I, I really liked that run. Um, I've marked Riverbow on top in a race I don't really want to get too involved in. I'm with you, Riverbow on top. Eoways second pick. I think special choice, not really sure. Okay, so just for context, special choice was Team Williams is, is another that's recently moved to Adam Durant. Things obviously didn't there was there was some sort of underlying issue last campaign because she's um she didn't didn't come up, uh, but all her previous three year old form was um it, it's all been franked throughout the um throughout this this four-year-old season or th- throughout the later sorry throughout 2020 rather um ran fourth in a guineas i think ran um had some really peak peak performances there didn't come up last prep 
trial was uh, was good, but I, I don't know whether she can whether she can win. I'm happy to take her on first up at a thousand. Uh, if she if she's good enough to to knock these off, um, especially specialist thousand meter horses, if she's good enough, then hats off to her. I'm happy to happy mm-hmm. to to be beaten by the better horse on the day if that's the way it plays out. But I think Riverboat is a horse on the up. Loves the thousand thousand meter horses for thousand meter races. I reckon Jay Whiting can just camp. Stalk these um these uh, leaders, which are likely to um could be a three wide line. Yeah, the Louisa. Yeah, just tuck in there and just go, just go whack, and might might have that sharp burst of speed that might uh, might prove the difference late. So that's uh, that's why I'm going Riverboat on top. Uh, yeah, I had it as a danger race as well, similar to you guys. Riverboat's come up a three dollar favourite for me. Opened up three dollars. There's nothing in the race that it's actually over. My price except Riverboat's now four forty mm. around oh. the traps. I've literally just circled here because have oh, a look wow. at this, Michael. I've got Riverboat. What price does this say on my screen right there? And that yeah, it's in an eighty-three percent market. <laughs> so if you're doing that to a hundred percent, that makes Riverboat probably about a two dollar well, fifty pot. I had a couple of notes here on exposed form. Riverboat's clearly uh, superior ratings to anything else in this race, but I thought settles either last or three deep. Weapon Sun ha- had. The second best ratings for me, but I thought would be three deep, no cover, plus Bennett uh, with Olga Louisa in the race and just a fluke, likely to settle one, two. Special choice was third top rater, but not a thousand meter horse, probably needs luck, three back the fence. And he always fourth rater uh, drops back and it's a get back runner. So I thought, yeah, none of those factors that I just uh, mentioned were a recipe for success for me. I do think Riverboat, if he can find cover or be within stalking distance straightening for home, I think he wins, but too many variables have to line up for me. But uh, if he's over $4, though, that's changes things significantly. Mm. Get involved. I like it. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a good little race to, uh, to see how it unfolds as well and uh, see whether special choices um, come back and can take that leap that we all expected her to make last prep. Um, so, yeah, it's time for the WA Racing Mastermind Competition sponsored by our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. So the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day, let him know you're a 1-1 listener and I'm sure he'll take care of you. That's feed, flutter, froffies at the Mundaring. So congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Novak Smith, a $100 gift voucher is in the mail. Novak is actually already a Get Out Stakes winner. So he's one of a select few to claim the Mastermind Get Out Stakes double. The elusive double. Yeah, congratulations, Novak. Good stuff, mate. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Get your uh, pen and paper ready, fellas. Question one, name the only horse to beat home inspirational girl in a race. Question which is remarkable that that was the horse. To be mm. uh, <laughs> question, I like that one. Question two, who rode gangbuster to victory in last year's Boulder Cup? And this is, uh, this is a bit of a tricky one. Uh, in what year did the Boulder Cup change from the traditional 1760 metres to 2100 metres? Just a hint, it was in the last five years. Mm. How did I go? Uh, zero. Oh. Yeah. All three? Yeah. So the guru is uh, oh, really? 
I think. Mm, yeah, the guru is uh, got got the job there. Michael has a bit of work to do. So um, <sighs> if you the last, one, the last one was a complete guess. I'll see you guys later. Come <laughs> <laughs> spotty. Didn't, didn't, he didn't have Google this time. <laughs> so. Uh, very good. So if you want to be crowned this week's mastermind, please direct message your responses to those three questions at the one one pod on Twitter. And um, yeah, we'll be putting those questions up on the Twitter feed as always. And um, yeah, go up to the Mundaring and uh, check it out, punters. So moving right along to race five, Terry. Yeah, I'm really interested to uh, to dissect this one. Actually, I've, I've got two horses. This is over the 1400 meters, a 60 plus um, one Metro win. Special condition handicap. Um, I've got two horses in my market that have cleared out in native chimes and last of the line. Does yours look something similar to that, Michael? Yeah, I had last of the line 330, native mm. chimes 370. Yep. And native chimes went up $6. So perhaps we might have got that wrong or hopefully uh, Tab Toucher has got that one well, wrong. Well, in saying that, it went up 650. I like to, I'm trying to defend Brad where possible at the moment. Brad's uh, our mate who does a Tab Toucher. I thought he did a really good job this morning, just quietly. Um, it went up 650 elsewhere as well, but quickly backed in. So um, it was a well, bit of a, yeah, so it was a bit of a, um, a general opinion from the market creators. So that might have been the quote. Last of the line went up 350 as well. So both of those were actually above, uh, above my price there. I had... Last of the line, uh, Mark's favourite, very impressive last prep. Still looked green and always looked like a horse that was going to be better next time around. Uh, peak rating in the race, second last start before a spell when he when he won that race and he's trialled up nicely. SJ Miller's horses never usually trial overly well. They're usually just out there for a look around, but I thought finished off nicely over the last 100 metres, drawn to get the same type of run he did when he won. Uh, I thought was the one to beat. And if you had have asked me prior to last start, if I'd have native chimes, <laughs> 370 in a Saturday race, I would have said no. But that last start performance reads really well. And she came up uh, quite short in my market in the end. And I thought could settle probably 1-1 from uh, the good draw there. And interestingly, I saw Justin at the races last Wednesday and I said to him, uh, gee, native chimes is going well. And he said, yeah, uh, early days, he thought, she went really good, and the plan was he was going to send her over to Snowden because he thought he could win a, a listed race in Sydney. Wow! And get uh, and get some Sydney black type for her, and then she ended up taking ten starts to win a maiden. And now <laughs> the last two starts, she's all of a sudden shown what he was saying two years ago. That's really so, good. So maybe there is a bit of upside to Native Chimes as well. Not that I my form is done on exposed stuff, ratings and so forth, not really hype or anything. But I thought it was an interesting note to make that. Uh, yeah, that the, Justin's obviously had a bit of an opinion of her for a while and she's starting to come to fruition. Yeah, I really uh, – that's really interesting. I really like that. I, I like to differentiate. It's funny what you say about uh, Native Chimes. We recorded the Wild West this morning. Um, we usually do it in the afternoon and I actually said if you told me I'd be tipping Native Chimes on a Saturday, nearly identical to what you <laughs> said before its last couple of runs, I would have laughed at you. But um, uh, I, I like to differentiate certain moments in horses' careers and, and Native Chimes had a – it was about six, seven-week let up before being absolutely smashed over the – betting-wise, sorry, over the 1,400 metres um, on the second – September sat in the breeze and just won so softly the horse that ran second came out and won uh, yesterday to make that form look slightly better but not many horses settled on speed that day and won and um, she didn't just she didn't just do it but she did it with real ease 
The drop back to 1,200 metres a week later was so weird. It just was <laughs> such an unjust and warrant move. To, was, it? was it though? To, to hop back to we the 1,200. the other day, back to 1,200. Yeah, well, I think they may have been for different reasons. I think with native chimes, the drop back was, I need to get this back to the races again because it's going that well. Where can I get it back as soon as this possible to the horse this thing's flying? Mm. Money came again, uh, went through gaps. Shuzali got it nice and soft out in top still. Got a pretty comfortably that particular day. The step back up to the fourteen hundred meters is absolutely huge here, like for especially for a Justin Warwick horse. So, I just think weight of money and just on those two runs, forgetting all previous career efforts, uh, the twenty before, just on those two runs, Native Chimes. I've actually managed to mark favourite. Um, I've I've marked them pretty tight as well. I've got Native Chimes three bucks last of the line three fifty type thing. So, it's a really tight market. But what do you do with approach? Uh, approach I had eight nine bucks uh, clear third favorite I had the rest of them out the door type thing yeah. uh, unashamedly had the rest of them out the door enduring moment Peppy Jack Mr Minikin who's a really interesting runner because yeah. um, Mitch Pateman's riding while Bo's riding all the other ones so I don't know whether we can look into that that they have an opinion of this horse and one of the senior on but maybe I'm that's stretching a little bit much there but um, a look at the current market you're talking sort of five uh, I really wanted to Dutch the pair and you, I don't like betting below my prices but if you can take some three dollars last of the line five bucks five 50 native chimes like i really think that's a race it's a really good dutching race and as as michael alluded to that the map's so good for both of them uh last of the line has the back of peppy jack spirit and fire breezes spirit and fire is one of the first horses beaten uh so last of the line gets out easily you'd suspect and native chimes just about lands one one or at worst uh, on the back of enduring moment if Chris Parnham can sneak across uh, in front of her. So they're the two that should fight this race out. But at the current quotes, Native Last Chimes. Last of the line smashed into 260. Yeah. yeah. And Native Chimes, 480. 480. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the current quotes, Native Chimes is uh, clearly the bet for me. Last of the line for me, very keen. Um, sort of flagged him early in trials, uh, got the result first up and second up. Um really keen to zero in on these early season four-year-olds last week it was you know the the early season four-year-olds just um pretty much dominated the against the the older horses in any 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 race that they could whether it was uh, long beach or rationale or there was a couple others i think that um that uh that carried their quality three-year-old ratings through to the early season four-year-old last of the line he's um the, you know, he's ran 122 over 1,400 metres at Ascot. Um, that was such a blistering performance. And then he just was at the end of the prep when he ran into a red-hot Kelvin that day at Ascot. I'm pretty sure that was a very fast race Shinsel. as well. Uh, Shinsaw. Been gelded since? Is that right? Um, I didn't know that. Sometimes they- It's um, not in my race book, BJ. Yeah. I might have just made that up. Um, Biggest gear change. I was going to say, he won't be happy with you if, he's, if you've <laughs> cut his knackery off. Yeah, it says gelded. Um, last of the line gelded on riser, but um, okay. sometimes they can. That is just an administration error where they forget to put in the gelding, and it comes up as a gear change. That's um, a tough. That's a tough administration error, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a tough bit of paperwork if it's costing you your uh, your manlyhood. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I think there might be a bit of a. I'm I'm thinking there's there's a slight class differential here. I, I really like last of the line as a horse, and he gets in well with the 57 kgs. Gate one, Boy Hill. I think he's going to get every opportunity to to win this race first up, and yeah, I reckon this is a this is a prime 
uh, first up launching pad for him. Yep. No, I can I can definitely see. There is a chance that uh, Last of the Line does have some form of class edge on him, but uh, I've just been taken by Native yeah. Chimes his last yep. couple of runs. And as I said, if if they've gone up Native Chimes to 270, Last of the Line 550, I'm right now I'm tipping Last of the Line. Yeah, so. yeah well, I had Last of the Line on top and, and Native Chimes about second, but yep. they're both – Went up over my odds, so I could have dutched them if I was. Yeah, quick I was enough. Too, I was too. If you weren't buying a house, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was too eighty last last of the line. So um, that, um, but yeah, I just felt that he uh, again he's got that slight class edge. But we will find out. Native Native Chimes is flying. Admittedly, you touched on Mister Minikin, third in the W Oaks behind Tuscan Queen. Uh, always sort of promised a bit last prep and it was good to see her um, sort of progress into the middle distance range. I thought that that was a pretty quiet trial behind Brooklyn Pier. It says it's beaten 5.6 lengths, but remembering Brooklyn Pier won that trial by six lengths. So the, Just found the wrong race, that's yeah. all. Yeah. So anyway, she's, she could be a horse to follow mm-hmm. um, as the prep evolves as well. So yeah, race six. One, one thing I will just touch on, the reason that's such a good dutching race at the shorter prices is not just because they're the two horses with the upside, but the two horses with the speed map. So they're, they're really ticking both those boxes. One of them has bad luck. Hopefully the other one doesn't. So that's all I'll say in a, in a betting perspective on that race. Yeah, and hats off to Anne King for the job she's done with Approach. Approach mm. was running around in Geraldton. There was a big whisper on Approach when it was with was Trevor, Trevor Andrews. Andrews. Early, yeah, yeah, first campaign. There was a bit of whisper. I think a friend of the podcast, Mario Delina, had a share and uh, we were told this Back is pretty, pretty sharp. So, yeah, when they, there's a bit of a spruik on a horse at a, at a young age. If they, can, if they can finally get it going right, it can start putting it all together and Approach is a very... Very good example of that. As is Native Chimes, I suppose. You As just, is Native, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. sometimes you just got to keep mm. the faith. Race six is the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap, 1,400 metres. Now, this is a, this is a very uh, interesting race and could foreshadow some, um, some things to come over the next month or two. We have Inspirational Girl, who we just spoke about. In the Mastermind competition, Inspirational Girl is back from a 56-day let-up, six wins from seven starts, probably should be unbeaten. She uh, has got 59 kilos and lines up against, not team, not stable mate, but teammate, I suppose, in Western Pride. Uh, The two Cerise and White runners are going to go head-to-head. This is going to be a fascinating how this one plays out, fellas. Yeah, well, I'm Inspirational Girl Camp, but similar to the Riverbow race, I think it's a bit of a danger. Inspirational Girl, as if if she uh, reproduces her last start performance, she simply wins, I think, but she'll disadvantaged by the map. Uh, she'll settle rearwards, concedes seven kilos to Patristic for only beating that Galloper for three quarters of a length earlier this year when Patristic ran second to her. Yep. Uh, Patristic also gets five kilos from zero demerits from their last start encounter when finishing third. To zero demerits. Western Pride, aesthetically pleasing, but I can't get her in, in my ratings on, on what she's done to date, exposed form. So uh, with the Peters horses, you have to account for that in terms of progressiveness, but I couldn't get her at all. So this was a race. If I was a bookie, I'd definitely be losing on because I'd have to take on Inspirational Girl with the map and uh, the weight differentials and also Western Pride. I just can't get on exposed form. And to me, she's a $10 chance, and but she's probably going to go around at $3, which is fair enough because of her, her upside and so forth. But I thought Patristic was the value in the race. Uh, Leeds probably gets it uh, its own way for a lot of it. Counts a Mozoff, potential breezer, but blinkers come off. I th- 
didn't think Count Tomozov was any hope in this type of race. Blinkers off, that's a Terry Layton hate too. Uh, it's understandable the way uh, a very upset horse last start. Still got the job done though, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you can understand pet why they've taken him off. Okay. It is usually a pet hate when yeah. they win a race and whip the shades off. Yeah, Aragon yeah. a few weeks ago, yes. Yeah, but yeah, Patristic probably each way would be, if I was betting, would be the way I would play this race, but now, it screams have, danger for me. Should have left uh, Kay Bennett on last start as well. I'm surprised mm. that she mm. came off. Um, Looks well placed here. Just Run, on Really runs for her too. Yeah, it certainly yeah. does. Just on top of what Michael um, said there in regards to um, uh, Patristic, not only does Patristic get the weight swing, but this is such a good map for Patristic, yeah. isn't mm. it? Yep. Should be going Where's to the, the top. It's not, and this this isn't any any sort of sledge on Troy Turner, but it's not impossible the horse actually runs better for Christy Bennett as well. So you're not only getting um, the three kilos, but potentially getting a horse uh, a jockey that the horse is happier with as well so. yeah i think sometimes jockeys ride them as jockeys whereas apprentices ride them with a bit more mm -hmm. freedom i think and like patristic appeals appears to appreciate christy bennett just letting him uh well basically he just takes christy for a bit of a ride really mm -hmm. so um whereas when a senior goes on sometimes they try to make them do what they want to do and there's a, a bit of a um a, a clash within but um but yeah I'm, I'm with you i think it runs better for christy bennett certainly not tipping him but i wouldn't be surprised to see red publisher run a big race as well beaten three lengths at wait for age second last start off seven days usually performs well only fared the other day but back to 1400 which is certainly his go I yeah i just think it's a bit of a uh, bit of a danger race I'll give you 100 to 1. <laughs> I'll give you at least 100 to 1 red publisher from the gate. Um, I, uh, I I had uh, that patristic seven kilos. is a really good start, especially mm. with Inspirational Girl. It's very sort of unusual for both of uh, Bob's runners. This It's unusual to see a horse sort of 55 days for, for Bob, and it's also unusual to see a horse perform as badly as Western Pride did last start. Obviously, uh, elevated heart rate, a few other issues, I'd say, but come back and trial and, and kick back into a campaign sort of two months later. So whether they're trying to build them up and they little fresh ups were carnival related and yeah, they, they didn't want to keep them going carnival wise because they're, they're these are the type of horses we've got to start looking at for the carnival but i'm going to completely take michael and our guest on here and i feel bad about it um western pride is immoral i reckon i reckon western pride is a serious racehorse uh, i thought the trial was so 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 impressive obviously we can forget the last start but can we forget the last start i, 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 20, I, I thought 20 i thought it was um career over Western yeah, Pride. at the time it didn't yeah. look good. It, for me, I thought it was my punting career. Has it, has at the time. I was, <laughs> I was heartbroken when that happened. Has there been there, a, the any price. explanation as to what went wrong? Did apparently she pulled up okay, and, and but they just looked after her and tipped her out. I remember hearing that at the time, but. Like I say, she certainly has the upside, and so it's just not a race that I really want to get involved in. She could easily come out and blow them away and and really prove herself. But from what she's done to date, I yeah, I, I couldn't be on her at that sort of price. Tell Such us more. Tell us more, Terry. I just think she's been so aesthetically pleasing in all of her victories today. I know she hasn't beaten a huge amount. Um, knocked off coming around, uh, which is probably her best uh, scalp in that sense. But uh, I just think these Peter's horses with scope in on the minimum or very close to the minimum from a soft gate, they just win more often than they lose. Inspirational Girl's got four and a half kilos more because she's more, she's had a longer career, if that makes sense. So Inspirational Girl's had seven starts for six wins. Western Pride's had five starts for four wins. Give it two more starts and Western Pride will have 59 in this race. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's so the difference we'll in the have field position yeah. on Inspirational Girl. We'll, we'll have field position as well in the weights. And I've, I've have been 
uh, I've always I had a bit of a spruik on you with it. Western Pride that yeah. I think Western Pride is going to be a real top liner. Just and that's not looking at data or anything like that. That's in the way she moves in her races yeah. and, and how she's um and how she's let down. So I'm expecting her to land. It'd be nice if she can stay because I've got Bow Count probably grabbing the back of Patristic here. Yeah. It'd be nice if Western Pride can stay on the outside of Bow Count and not get caught in that line. But um, look, with the low weight, if we can get clear running with 250 to go, I'm um I'm pretty confident Western Pride can get the job done. And I want to save on Patristic because that weight swing on Inspirational Girl is huge. So going to be brave and take on Inspirational Girl at, at the shorts. So a back Western Pride with just a little save. Just want to get our money back with Patristic with that um with that weight swing. I think Inspirational Girl is a touch underrated myself. I reckon she's a really, 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 really good mare. I wouldn't be surprised to see her um, target, I guess. Railway? Well, sort of like, you know, those handicap races towards the railway, those listed perhaps like an Asian bow or a Peter's yep. Stakes or something Northern like that. or something? Yeah. Oh, that's white for Who's Asia. Bob's yeah. railway horse at the moment? It's here. Her. That's what I'm saying. It is, isn't it? Oh, and is there a chance that Regal Power might come back for a cheeky rail railway shot? At the time, Bob did say that the vets told him interstate that he said in an interview that the vets were confident they could get him right, but yeah. he just wanted just to bring him home and look after him. So perhaps he did that with the railway in mind. I wouldn't be surprised to see Regal Power make a surprise sort of return in a railway. But um, it'd be more Kingston Town, you think, with the weight that it'd yeah, drop. yeah. But she she's she has to be in the conversation at the moment. Mm. Beat Massimo, Mass. You know, we all know what Massimo's gone on to do. Although she probably Massimo had a pretty torrid run that day and was sort of a bit of a. Sitting, sitting duck for inspirational girl with Pike uh, on board. Yeah, I don't think that she'll necessarily have – Western Pride will have a huge field position advantage over inspirational girl, maybe one pair. Um, yeah, I've got – my um, – obviously Western Pride, Daisy Cutter, love her, love the way that she goes about it. Just can't get that last up failure out of my mind. I trust inspirational girl more, and I think that um, I think her class might just be able to get her over the top. Inspirational girl for me. Cracking race, though, isn't it? Yep. Cracking race, regardless. Of we'll learn a lot about these horses going forward uh, to the carnival clashing here. All right. Uh, and, yeah. I like what you where you're going with Patristic too, Michael and Terry. He could um, he's a pretty when he's rock hard fit, rolling and conditioned suit. He's always very hard. He's out to seven dollars now. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. What do you mark, Patristic? Five. Yeah, I got it four sixty. So definitely two fifty. Inspirational girl. Yeah, I reckon our. I'm not even going to tell you what price I'd Western Pride then, because I reckon it might be. Uh, I reckon our markets will be absolute polar opposite <laughs> there. But uh, the four bucks is enough for me. But uh, with Inspirational Girl and likely Patristic money, we might uh, we might see better Western Pride. It'll be interesting what the market does late because they're both off weird sort of gaps. The, yep. the, the weight swings. The... And if leaders are winning, it could be there could be a yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah. not many have won past the uh, the twelve hundred recently, right. BJ. So that's definitely not in the Patristic. Uh, yeah, in Patristic's favour. Okay, race seven is the feature of the day. The Nicopolis, 1,200 metres, $100,000, rating 78 plus. And, um, yeah, this is a, this is another good quality mm. Saturday race, which it should be, $100,000 on the table. And we've got uh, Money Matters taking on Celebrity Queen, taking on Cliffs of Comfort. We've got Multiverse coming back from three listed race victories. Last start winner, why choose her? It's uh, yeah, it's all happening in this eight horse field. But um, yeah, I guess most people will be juggling their uh, decision-making between the three four-year-olds, Celebrity Queen, Cliffs of Comfort and Money Matters. 
Yeah, Michael, tell us about Cliffs of Comfort. How's uh, how is uh, he going, and uh, and are we confident? Well, he was originally going to a sixty six plus. 1200 on the same day i think he was going to carry 59 or, or something along those lines did he he may have drawn wide last week so they thought i would yeah uh save him for a week and they called for extended noms for this race i actually called dan up at lunchtime and said you may as well throw cliff and vital silver in mm. uh just because they called for extended noms and then i think cliff drew 26 out of 26 in the 66 plus and two out of uh, two out of ten here, and Vital Silver drew ten of ten, so he'll wait for the birthday. And in terms of losing rating points, he raises two points outside the handicap here. So if he, if he wants to deal. win, he'd probably get six points to get to potentially win fifty nine thousand. So you're not really burning too many points no, to, to win a hundred thousand dollar race, and it's probably as good a race as you can as you can hope for. And personally, uh, I had this race quite open. I think I had four runners five dollars or less. Uh, and I really think this can be Cliffs of Comfort's D-Day, in a sense, his performance. He he looks the obvious leader here, and first time he's going to get the rail in front all prep. Yep, and yep. he's a and in this type of uh, conditions, he's against the, not the big boys, but the bigger boys in in a sense this week, and in in a race where he he's had a couple of bad luck stories the last couple of starts, but he should really get things in his favour here. So if he wins, he I think he can really announce himself. Yeah, he's suited, isn't he? Yep. Um, gets uh, in saying that though, I had him third. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. He gets. He gets. I mean, Money Matters is a very, very good horse. Um, just his classes has shone through significantly with those two thousand meter wins. Um, he can't win this though. No, I'm not. I'm just just saying that Cliffs of Comfort has the five and a half kilo advantage. Uh, he's going to lead. Money Matters is probably going to have to what sit outside. Outside oh, leader. Are they going to want to hand up with Highland Bree? Uh, Highland Bree. I couldn't I, see Money Matters anywhere by three deep. Yeah, Do you know I, where I just about got Money Matters? This will sound. This will sound very odd. I got Money Matters on the back of Cliffs of Comfort. From seven, so basically all yep. the, the rest of them. There's no other speed in the race. There's no speed. Like, so you're talking so multiverse is outside of money. Riverdance, okay. Okay. speed. Riverdance is the one. Mm. So Riverdance is the one. Liberty so one, one. Queen hasn't got much speed. Why choose her? They'll drop that out, and he's a park as a stayer. That won't go early. Mm. So there's going to be huge gaps there. So it's either Money Matters works to the breeze, and Highland Beat might be the one to tuck in on the back of Cliffs of Comfort, or um, but yeah, I think there will be a spot there for Money Matters, and Money Matters should get a nice card up, but. Geez, two lightly weighted four-year-olds that are mm. on the rail that are going to be leader and then probably three back the fence in, in Cliffs of Comfort Celebrity Queen. That's it's just a complete two-horse race. How did you rate multiverse's chances? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Very highly, to be honest with you. 20 to 1. Um, with the weight from the gate, probably going to be sitting deep or 1-1 one, one, one would be a miracle result. Um, See, I thought it was the value in the race. Okay. Uh, significant class dropper, really well placed, I thought, dropping – into uh into that sort of class third behind oh well he was wide all the way with a third to red can man in the bolton three starts mm -hmm. ago listed race third half a length Saracino in the new goes okay at 1200 too doesn't he track and distance statistics although they can be mis misleading 14 yeah. starts for seven wins and five minor placings the other day third behind free trade at wait for age now drops into a 78 plus event and 21 days is one three of six as well i saw Ooh, good stuff. uh yeah i just thought he was a much better chance as well and if they did overcook it with horses like cliff and potentially malt, um money matters. money matters and highland beats then i thought it had a better sprint than why choose her in this type of grade i thought could be the one finishing over the top and was each way 
I've been uh, guilty of underrating Multiverse throughout uh, well, his Well, Gary career. Crispin's horses, I, I didn't actually mention that a couple of races earlier. I've been guilty of underestimating Zero Demerits. It mm-hmm. goes from strength to That's strength. Right. And another winner for the camp the other day with June Messiah. June Messiah won yesterday. So yeah. Gary Crispin's doing good things with a small team. I just think there's – I just really see the upside in, in Cliffs of Comfort and Celebrity Queen. Um, both only lightly race. They've had uh, seven and six, so 13 starts between them. While they are in a 78, they're right on the minimum. I know Cliffs of Comfort's just under it, but, I mean, it's not going to be long till Cliffs of Comfort's probably a 90-rated minimum type thing, and then you'll be carrying 58 in this type of race. But mm. 54 kilos on the minimum, rolling along in front over a sprint journey where not necessarily going to get a huge amount of pressure. I think Highland Beat and Money Matters will be able to sort that out between themselves and not make it a war out in front. Um, I've got I've got these two both under three bucks in my mm. market. So I've, well, I'd Celebrity uh, Queen on top. I actually didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> It's celebrity queen is to me if if Cliffs of Comfort's going to be caught with the fifty four kilos, I think Chris Parnham finds a gap, and it's got a bit of the Long Beach feel about it from yep. a week ago against Condor Heroes, and um, and this will test you. So, look, current markets are dictating a bet towards Cliffs of Comfort for me. I've got them two fifty versus two ninety. You're talking three eighty Cliffs of Comfort at the moment versus two thirty Celebrity Queen, but um, quaddies etc. I won't be going any wider than those two. I got Money Matters nearly ten to one. Cool. Yeah, I'm. Um I think Wait. Celebrity Queen wins for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just just going to burn no fuel. Just going to be, th- what, through about the fence from one. If, if Do they try and chase? Like you're just talking. This is a great example, actually, yeah. of the windstorm conversation we had pre-preview yeah. and, and Silk and Eyes. Do if, if nothing does come across, because there's not a huge amount of other speed in that, and Celebrity Queen is probably going to be quicker than why choose her and quicker than he's a Parker, which leaves – just not much coming across and taking that. Does Chris Parnham push, 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 ride this mare early, end up on the back of Cliffs of Comfort and she's out of her comfort zone like we saw with Windstorm? Is that a possibility? Only an eight-horse field. Yeah, not mm. not first up, I don't think. First yeah. up, Bob will just be like, um, and this, but what this, if there's not a back? What if nothing goes to the fence? What if, what if she doesn't find a back? I didn't Ch- have chasing in, in the box seat. I yeah, have, that's um, the thing. So Chris Parnham's not one, – one, I really like solid. cover on that type of – I just think she could be chasing chasing air in that sense and not getting the cover into the race. So yeah. it's very interesting how that will all uh, eventually. He's just riding so confidently at the moment, Chris Parnham. He'll back himself in and the horse's uh, closing speed too. As long as he's in with uh, within striking distance, I think he'll be backing himself, especially down on 54 as well. I've just seen Money Matters as by camp at Cliffs as well. Yeah. Interesting, same as Cliffs yep. of Comfort. But I certainly wouldn't be writing him off. I still had him sub $5 Money Matters. It was just the map for me. He was always going to be better suited stepping up to 1200 meters and mm-hmm. he has over the thousand it was purely a not weights it's purely a map for me when the others would maybe better suited but mm. i wouldn't be surprised to see him joey as a party might want to have his um wits about him i wouldn't be surprised if money matters begins well if they if they try to uh try to cross um but um because he's been showing some really really sharp gate speed at the thousand money matters so if cliffs of comfort is half a length slow out then you know i wouldn't be surprised to see cjp have a crack for it i reckon joey will be uh he'll be up over his dead body (laughs) i mean his dead body is someone crossing (laughs) here i think that about highland beach as well i'm I'm pretty sure they were wide the trip the other day i think they'd be very keen having drawn underneath money matters to be able to get to that outside leader position Mm -hmm. cool yeah well i'm uh, i think yeah celebrity queen looks a real horse in the making i reckon she can zap them late yep Cliffs of comfort for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick fat, but I again in saying that I basically marked it in Celebrity Queen the same Equal. price. It's yeah. just a complete two horse race for me. And the fact I'm I'm knocking Money Matters um, probably means you should all go and have a ticket on uh, <laughs> on Money Matters at the moment. So yeah, real two horse race for me, but a cracking event to watch. Um, unlike the next one, BJ, which we're gonna roll into here. Oh, can we roll in and roll out very mm, very quickly? I'd prefer if we did. Yes. <laughs> now the first okay so. Ocean's 15 just stands out like the proverbial. Mm. 
Mm. But something else that stands out to me is why is Manhattan money scratched? Mm. I don't think think they could be bothered coming across. This is wild. Like this was set up for Manhattan money to win a Saturday race and they've scratched and I'm assuming they're running at Kalgoorlie on Sunday. 61, 16, 61 kilos barrier, 16. Probably would have started started a shorter price. You'd you'd like to travel as well. Pearson's used to have her and she's – uh yeah she's lease sorry lease there um yeah i think so yeah but if you could keep her home and win a race she's the sort of horse you'd rather do that i don't know if she'd handle that overly well but (sighs) she's doing they have been looking to travel her to town for uh for a while so um geez as far as a setup to do it this this looked like it didn't it sure did yeah Um, good draw um 55 and a half in just a thin thin race and the, uh, the 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 horse to beat Ocean's Fifteen is um, has has a few question marks about. So it. is she in a mile on Sunday? And this was a twelve hundred mate. Did you say mile? What race is she in, Terry? Uh, I'm not sure the journey. I just know she's got uh, barrier sixteen. Oh, and so you said, uh, sorry. Yeah, not six hundred meters. Sorry, yeah, barrier yeah, sixteen, yeah. sixty-one kilos. Not not basically. It's not the ideal setup to uh, like. Oh, we'll choose that race over that one. So uh, maybe they're thinking about sneaking her into a Hannon's or something. Um, it's a lot the way to chance. Not that that really. Changes much as Michael said. They don't want to travel her and then knock her around before that. I'm just guessing. Run, so. Yeah, yeah. No, fifteen's a dollar seventy now. Yeah, geez, you're uh, yeah, you're not going to get me at a dollar seventy. It's impossible not to mark Ocean's fifteen favorite yeah. in this race. Like you just simply had to. But um, what yeah, price I, did you have a? I have him, so. I had Ocean's fifteen two dollars twenty five. But I said I'm only going to play if I see triple your money, and I knew that was mad. I was two seventy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I knew triple my money was just never going to occur. But um, yeah, it's just not not a horse I feel super confident about diving into the um the shorts here but uh, i'm i'm really opinionless here guys which is a first in 43 episodes of, so, uh, so, the there podcast, was, so there was big raps on oceans 15 when it's first two races is yeah. there any jam jammy horses there aren't big raps on? <laughs> it did win its first two races though and then it came back last prep started favorite and it's run second to beauty it's first couple of runs. second to cryptic Fresh horse. it led with blinkers on over 1400 meters and got swamped and then but and then it's been beaten uh, just over a length behind Moshard in a busy finish over 1,400 metres in a rating 72-plus race. So I imagine, Michael, that would show up on, on your figures coming back to this particular grade. Yeah. Only 55 kgs. Soft tr- comes off a soft Belmont 31st of August trial. Clint Johnston Porter, interesting booking. Blinkers are off. The winkers are on. It j- if it, if it's going to win a Saturday race, like this is it, surely. Yeah, well, all of its ratings for me from last prep are good enough to win this race and can sit outside the leader if they want. But with Manhattan money being scratched, I think that's pretty handy. He comes in at gate and yep. can even slot in 1-1, really. Yeah, if, that's if right. They, if they that's wanted. right, I've got him, yeah. You just jammed him in there? Yeah, just jammed just him. Just jammed him in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the Manhattan money, not even not, – not only for her not running in the race, but map-wise I thought was a really big advantage to Ocean's 15 as well. So he was clearly on top for me and I had more aces second. Me too. It's just, he's, uh, the, he's the danger. It's a great race to yeah. probably wait for a pattern on the day. If the rail's playing hot and they're kicking on, they're kicking out and kicking out in front, um, then more aces become What price did more aces go up? Six fifty. Yeah. More aces and Danny George are the dangers for yep, me. Yep, I had second and third. Yeah. <laughs> now I had second and third too. But do you know who was a better run last start than Danny George? My fourth pick, Diablery. Diablery, yeah, <laughs> Diablery was a far better run last start than Danny it's George. It's not a race you want to get involved in, probably. Oh, especially it's, in it's just the way. If we're going down that sort of uh, path, it certainly isn't. Uh, Bad Wolf. The one thing I'll say about Bad Wolf wasn't suited on um, an inside pad last yeah. start. Inflation was beaten a mile. It was beaten less than inflation. Inflation's come out a week ago over a mile. 
mile, which it wasn't suited at, ran a really nice race. So I had forget. Bad yep. <laughs> so what about um? Forget that um. A bit of sharp, run. sharp bob type action. Oh, Terry, yeah. three deep or yeah. outside uh, leader maybe. Outside leader, Jason. Jason doesn't mind handing up if pressured on, on a lot of his mounts. I don't know. I, I think if they are aggressive enough on sharp bob, they could just about take more races on. But uh, no, I think if we're talking about sharp bob, we should stop talking about the race. To be honest. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no opinion here, really. So, yeah, or, I mean, uh, the Ganjimis will be looking to. I should say, should be winning. It's yeah, that simple. It should be winning. Geez. But, um, but yeah, no, Diablery could be madness. We might touch on that later in the show. Could be. Okay, could so, be. Michael, race nine, but do you know exactly what time it is? I think it's the STEAKS time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Get Out Stakes. Thank you very much. Well, Spider's Pineapple. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're getting a little bit peckish, actually. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bit. <laughs> Michael didn't even pause, too. It was just like down the nice. S T E A K S. There was no, no dramatic it's a hard word pauses. To spell. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you say it every week. <laughs> <laughs> the extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will take very good care of you. Congrats to last week's winner, Zach Battery, uh, who was nearest the pin with his playing Marika selection. There was quite a few that had playing Marika on top, but Zach was uh, he was closest with his margin. So How well done, mate. Playing Marika running out a strong mile in a three wide line like that as well. Like playing Marika is a horse that we've sort of associated, well, I've associated with having a short, sharp sprint peaking on her run and place yeah. to be though on the day. Three date was certainly was, and, and I, I do mind Lucy suits first time ever on the horse. Mm. Sigil had the back of playing Marika on the turn. I actually started thinking, hang on, this might be, uh, we might be on exactly what I wanted, and yeah. that 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 is, I know I've said this a couple of times in the past, but that's the last time. Sigil, <laughs> that's the last time. Yeah, that's definitely the last time. Yeah. That's, that's it. Probably told you how much I liked the day when um, when Sigil was one of my mates. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm def definitely a lot more excited about this card. Good stuff. So to enter the Get Out Stakes, please uh, hit us up Twitter at the One One Pod. Who you think will win race nine on the day and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering the Sam White rule: first in, best dressed. So we uh, we roll on into the Crown. Perth handicap, just some more subliminal messaging there from the uh, the marketing team at Crown. Make sure the Crown Perth handicap is the last of the day, so that they just cross the uh, the freeway over to the big house um, post the last race. <laughs> twenty one, another twenty one hundred meter staying raffle to finish today. Or is it a raffle? I'm not too sure. Terry, mm. what are your thoughts? Ah, uh, no real strong thoughts here. We're, we're finally going to go back to old mate, I think. Uh, old mate's come up enough of over my price here and I haven't been on the last few. I think uh, I don't think that double digits should be 10 bucks and going to go four. I don't think there was enough between their last runs to sort of be two and a half times uh, the price. There's got to be some queries on going to go running through the line once it gets up to 2,000 plus as well. So Just with the weight as well, I think. Yeah, with the weight. Well, double digits, not a big horse. I don't like it with the weight either, to be honest. And I, I feel like double digits probably – a better place bet at $3.80, 4 bucks type mm. thing or three fifty um, type thing. But that's probably not really – in an open race, at least, probably not really the go. The one – just a few horses I want to touch on. Bonneville Black will obviously be well supported and there's no reason – um, Bonneville Black shouldn't win again after the dominance in the last two victories. But I think, Maddie, what 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 has suited Bonneville Black at um, – at uh, his last two is being able to muster from wideish gates in races without much speed and, and settle over the speed or settle deep in that um, that race two starts ago. I think Maddie gets crossed by Uncle Leno, probably by Aragain. It just if she tries to take a sit and ride this, this uh, gelding cuter, I don't think that's going to suit. So probably going to just look to take on Bonneville Black. Um, 
in for that situation. Throwdown is a horse who was ridden incorrectly last start, went back for rails runs. Um, just a bit confused with the tactics there. I've no doubt Sean McGrady will be told, look for a three wide line. As soon as you hit the 800 meter mark, take off and try and circle them. Go back to its previous couple of starts. They're both good enough to, to be pretty competitive. Nice um, weight relief as well. For nice, nice weight relief. Yeah, I just, I just hope Sean's super aggressive and realizes the horse he's on, he can't have a breather and he has to really put the handlebars down. I. Some jockeys I prefer on those type of horses. Like I'd like to see like a Joey as a party or Jason Whiting. Just a really you got to ride its ears off for eight hundred meters to to be able to get it there. So you you can't have a jockey who might get tired um, late in proceedings. But um, they're the two for me that uh, stand out as a sort of a price sort of play. I think we'll see better throwdown on the day. I think we'll see something closer to twenty one. Double digit won't even. It's not a horse to be well supported. So the ten bucks will probably last throughout. But. Um, little speck on those two but i expect aragon will get the journey too and i don't think you know i don't think many horses stepping up first time will get the journey but aragon gives me the feel as a horse that will um run out a bit of a staying trip, new zealand so. bred mare what about mm. what about sugarcane i uh, just the the weight swing i just can't have it on that so yep. lose, loses lacta who gave it a 10 out of 10 uh a fortnight ago cjp's a great booking um can definitely win the race but um yeah you're losing you're losing three kilos going up ratings points from a victory that's a up big, in distance up oh, sorry up in weight up in grade yeah that's that's a big that's that's quite telling i think sugarcane is capable of winning this race but um it won't get mine under under the conditions of this event hmm. so uncle lino no no not for me okay for me, no. lino 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 um for me, I am sticking with Bonneville Black. I interesting to hear Terry's thoughts that Aragain will push forward from that draw, which I hadn't necessarily should do. Cons- should, do. should do. I haven't necessarily considered. So I just thought Bonneville Black could lob outside leader, and it's just got this. It it stays so well. Like it's got a. It um it looked like it was going to get run over by Gunnigo for a stride there the other day, and then it just it just kept grinding away at the end of the twenty two hundred meters and um, held the eight kilos are so telling in that was. situation as well, isn't it? Madion again gets in with fifty three kilos, ridden to maximise um, the uh, the staying prowess that this horse has. Um, yeah, even if it's ridden tough, Bonneville Black is just going to be really hard to beat. Just just got that. That real uh, stoutness to it, and um, stoutness. I just I like it. it's like a Guinness, isn't it? Yeah, and I just <laughs> just feel like if it gets into a battle with with any one of these, and um, I don't know, like I just feel like the way that Maddie can get them just to lift underneath her late, or just keep going at that same speed, I, I'm I'm going to be surprised if something's able to to get past um, Bonneville Black and 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 not without a fight anyway. So I just feel like it looks pretty simple to me. I think Bonneville Black will roll forward on speed, low weight. Maddie Derrick um, will just yeah take some getting past. I won't be on all, any of them, but I'd say. If I had gun to my head, it'd be the trifecta from last start. One of those three double-digit gun and go Bonneville Black class yep. runners. You think? Yeah, yep. and I think gun and go. I did map the race, but I didn't do form on it after that. I just gave up. But I thought gun and go on double-digit map sweetly, and so did Bonneville Black outside Uncle Lino. So I'd be surprised if one of those three didn't win. But won't be getting any of mine. That's for certain. That's probably the best. Uh, the best bet of the lot. I reckon. Just don't get involved in this race. Yeah, the get out stakes selections will be varied. Um, 
Dark Musket, Terry, one of not, your not a kid, uh, no, old, kid old fans. Oh, yeah. um, first time back in this grade for a long time. Mm-hmm. No, nice not a Christy Bennett horse, a sitting sprinter, not for me. Okay. Mm. All right, yeah, so um, tricky, tricky assignment if you're trying to um, – uh, yeah, trying to get out of jail in the last at uh, Belmont on Saturday. Yeah, make sure you've already got a key because I don't think you're getting out of jail if that's your uh, if that's your aim. Okay, man, that brings us to our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Our guest, Michael Hayden, what have you got for the listeners? Best betting proposition of the day for me would be race three, uh, Abbey Lane each way if you're that way inclined or the Dutch bet Taj Mali and Abbey Lane together in uh, yeah Dutch bet for however you want to play it with uh, in terms of results and also native chimes would be the other one that was well above my price that I'd play Terry uh, yeah well in regards to above the 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 price is probably not so much this one but bro i just think we're just going to try and get our money with brave dream in the first we're going to double up anything above doubling up as i said i just think it might be in a different class mm. to its opposition so um get something beginning with a two and um yeah we'll go with brave dream and a very and a very tightly grouped day with uh with with the runners we like cliffs of comfort western pride uh river bow uh, native chimes with uh, with Michael there. So, yeah, I, I, it's a day where I, um, I'll be staking very sort of flatly across the meeting, I suggest. Okay. So I'm going to go against Terry and Michael. I'm suspecting that the money will come for native chimes and uh, perhaps approach will hold firm in the betting. I reckon last of the line will leak late on Betfair. Last of the line is my best betting proposition of the day. You do like last of the line, don't you? Mm. And you got old LOL. It's been yep. a good horse doing that. <laughs> Let's he, see who gets the laugh out loud this week. Eh? That's right. So uh, that's my best Madness, maddy territory. So the rules are we need something $21. That's 20 to 1, Terry, um, <laughs> uh, at, at time of recording. What have you got for us, Michael? There are only two horses that are above $20 all day that are my price or above. They are Parissa Race 3, who mm. will probably settle last, probably can't win, and also – well, uh, like the twelve hundred meters parisa though. Yeah, and it has been it has been going okay mm. and actually rated surprisingly well some of its runs. And also Spirit and Fire is now <laughs> thirty four dollars. <laughs> I think he's been a maddie on this show yeah, before. Yeah, probably a blinkers on. Yeah. Uh and yeah, and likely settles outside the leader yeah. with Peppy Jack there, but can't win the race, but that's the way I'm going. Maybe <laughs> I'll say uh Parisa the first one. That um that horse is mad actually, isn't it? Spirit and fire? Bonkers, is it? I think yeah, so. that is going to say yeah. if, if you if you can get it to settle as well. Yeah. That's that's probably after battle with bloody yeah. spirit and fire. Exactly. Um, oh, I I don't really have one over twenty to one that in the current quotes. It's gonna that I'm gonna be able to. You're gonna fudge, but I I am gonna fudge. I'm pretty sure that Throwdown will get to twenty dollars on the Betfair Exchange late BJ, and um, I think there'll be uh, you'll see a different tactics. You'll see the uh, the proper tactics employed on um, on Throwdown. So at twenty dollars plus late on the exchange, I think we can have something small on in the. Uh, Get out. Stakes. My Maddie for the day, race eight in one of the thinnest Saturday races you'll ever see uh, is Diablery. Mm. It's going to be back and uh, it's going to be long odds, I'm assuming, but um, but that's not a very good race. And uh, if Diablery, I reckon it starts longer as well. Yeah, about. I reckon if Diablery can, uh, if, if he's right on the day, wouldn't be surprised to see him run a cheeky race mm. at a big price. No, I, uh, I'll be having something on if we can get some 35, 40 bucks late. 21 won't get me, but 35, 40 late might see me 
donate some cash. All right, that brings our Nicopolis Stakes Day preview to a close. We move now on to horses to follow, top-notch trialers. Got a couple of whatever happened twos to raise as well. Uh, horses to follow, Terry, what about, you got any from your A set today? Uh, nothing too exciting, just a couple from last Saturday. Thought they were under Condor Heroes with the 61, getting pressured by this will test you. Only grabbed by a good one late. Mm. Um, I think Condor's Heroes, going back to Ascot, a firmer track, wins plenty. Um, I can't believe it settled, how well it settled for Sean last Saturday. Yeah, I just I just think that's such a such a super effort, especially on our, we were discussing it earlier, a rail, a track where the rail's not playing all that well, or especially leading um, without coverage even though that was only over the 1,000, which does make things a lot easier. But um, I thought that was a super effort with the big weight. Uh, and the other one, I thought tactically, we we're talking about how well Chris Parnham is riding at the moment, and he really is. I thought tactically the, the ride on Tycoon Storm was a little bit um, incorrect. I think day, going back to yeah. the rail probably wasn't the spot to be. held a ride. It was almost too good. Yeah. as three back the fence. Yeah, it was almost. It was almost a too good ride, actually. That's bang on. So I think Tycoon Storm will win pretty much stiff. Any. I thought it was a gun ride. He was just unlucky. He got just held the, up the entire. The yeah. day was day was three wide cover. Three wide cover. I thought eleven with potentially the best horse in the race with the upside. You you probably just make more of an effort to stay off. I'm probably just being a bit harsh on Chris there, but um, I just think it's a horse to follow, and I think Tycoon Storm wins any sort of sixty plus, sixty six plus that um goes through next time out. Tycoon Storm was my follow last week as well. Was actually accepted to race at Northern today. Uh, off the five-day backup, and the race got deleted. Not enough acceptors. Is that right? <laughs> really? I saw Chris Parnham names alongside yeah, him. I probably didn't even get up and sweat the other day because it hardly it never yeah. really got out, did it? So. Also had Nero Dio as a follow good thing beats the other day, and there was one other one last Saturday. Oh, Long Beach obviously won, but I think could be end up Bob's stakes horse for the, uh, for the summer. Yeah, weight for age different, but yeah, mm. potentially would be interesting. To, I'd like to see him. It's pretty sharp, isn't he? Yeah, yep. I'd like to see him in, in stakes company first. Weight, weight for age is always a different ball game. Yeah. For me, Maybe uh, Colonel Reeves or something. For mm. me, my horses to follow. I thought Moderator was a good thing. Beat in the last last yep. Saturday. Cracking CJ, room. he's going super. Yeah, really. he's, I've 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 been. This horse has been off my radar. I thought he's st he's thought he was just moderate. I did. Mm. He's, two, he's win two back. I was like, hang on, that was uh, I didn't think moderator was capable of doing that. And then on Saturday when he he was just bolting and just couldn't get out and then launched. I thought there was heaps of merit in that race. So obviously he's a bit better than I thought. I thought the elevation second up. Woodgard Loki was really good, back to 1,200 metres. Uh, he went awful, went really ordinary first up, but uh, back on track second up. Look for him, Justin Warwick. They tend to get better deeper into their preparations. There'll be plenty more wins in store for Woodgard Loki. And, of course, the horse that I made my best of the day, Betfair best of the day, Friday night, was pretty big in defeat. Knows absolutely nothing. Um, ducked in when uh, hit with the whip, did a lot wrong, launched late. Fastest splits, 6-4-2, home. Of the entire day. Of mm. the entire day. Not bad um, for a first starter. Yeah, obviously got uh, oodles of raw talent. Is there talent. any spruik on it? I didn't hear anything before <laughs> the race. <Did> you <laughs> oodles of raw talent, but uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's got a lot to learn. I said on our show on, on Sunday that no doubt uh, that horse would be is certainly a black booker, but I'd just be worried next time out. I feel maybe over bet considering get back type. That is so green and 100%. raw. They're usually the ones that – uh, look very unlucky and he'll probably end up a really, really good horse. I expect him to, no doubt, maybe later this prep, maybe next prep. But in terms of next start, I don't know if you want to be diving into even money about a horse that is so raw. Uh, especially the way best it, of the, that's really well said. Especially, really like that. especially really well said. With the way that it reacted to the whip. 
It just mm. it, <laughs> did that in the trials as well. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, I think you might find whoever rides it may have the whip in the left from yeah, the start. This might, time they might leave the whip in the uh, in the shed like they did with the notorious one. I don't know if they left it in the shed, but they said they were going to ride it uh, without just hands and heels predominantly. So I wouldn't be surprised. Were if you there uh, yesterday? No. Oh, I heard. I was no, there the day it hurt itself at Northern. I heard notorious one. They couldn't even get it back in the mounting yard after the race, and he had to unsettle it on the course. So oh, wow. obviously he's an interesting character. No Cut snake, one. is that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's that was the, what I heard. So he's um he's got a bit of personality. Notorious one, mm -hmm. and uh, so does Friday Night. But the looks of things, but lots of talent. Top notch trialers. Terry's favourite segment. Mm. Um, what have we got? Not much this week. Red can man, yeah, you're happy with no, that trial, no, aren't you? No, no, red can man's beaten as a horse. It's gone. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's uh, unfortunately that's all Jeez. we can do. Oh, sorry, Wolfie. I apologise about that. He's shooting bad bad news. <laughs> so uh, no, no, I can give you a um, yeah, low notch trialer, um, red can man. But uh, no, 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 no top notches for me. Uh, for me, this they'd week be happy with the trial. The camp and he's on target for. Yeah, upcoming sprint speed. The Carabiner form should look pretty good in a in a week or two. I'd suggest. Yeah, he yeah. Everyone's didn't look like he was out there to break any records. Yeah, I think he was just a bit of bit of glorified track work for Red Can Man. Um, I'm a wank, did I'm you, a wanker, aren't did, I? Did you? Uh, the Kingsman, did they have a horse trialing recently or was it ready to trial? What have you? Uh, thinking you game. That under your hat? No, that's, yeah. that's just me, actually. That's yeah. not the Kingsman. That's yeah. just that's just me in, in that one. So I agreed to buy that um, after a fair few profits. It's probably the most expensive horse I got involved in, uh, actually. It was, I think it's nearly a $200. Escalating? Um, <laughs> escalating, yeah, from a personal point of view. Uh, yeah, you would have got your um, money back on no, escalating. Little, little, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, trialing again on Monday. So we'll okay. discuss that next week after trial number two. Thinking game. Oh, mm. So obviously with Ascot around the corner, there's a lot of good horses that have been showing up at trials Charles Nettie breezed up in a 400 meter uh, heat at Belmont on Monday he's obviously um, one of, he was obviously one of the best two-year-olds in the state last season um, looking forward to seeing him back in action speaking of Steve Wolf he had a horse by the name of Bragwell uh, trolled up nicely in his thousand meter heat I don't imagine he'll be a maiden for too much longer I don't know if any of you saw the trial of truly great at Lark Hill last Monday he um he's a Cerise, been a bit of a slow burn for the Cerise and white but Can he did stay. he did um just smash them in a staying event at Belmont last preparation the way that he hit the line in his trial at uh Lark Hill two Mondays ago it was very impressive he could be in for a big prep truly great could be a bit of a surprise packet and um may, might be heading towards the perth cup or something like that you never know mm -hmm. and this the the team williams the grant and alana uh, williams team they uh they've been stepping out lots and lots of unraced three-year-olds and a lot of them appear to have plenty of talent which is no surprise but the pick of them for me recently has been a horse called early queen which isn't a cerise and white horse and celebrity man which is a cerise and white horse celebrity man is a full brother to celebrity queen which is racing at belmont on saturday so that's all i've got for top notch trialers a few nice horses trialing monday yeah what have we got Gemma's son clairvoyance mm. both go okay Clairvoyance, that's heard of that one. <laughs> Winterbottom bound. Uh, is it actually? Is that the plan? I think DMAX said that on radio yeah, the other day. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's exciting. That's isn't good. I love Three having old I Philly. Love, yeah, I love that. Oh, I was speaking to somebody about that. What the do we carry? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, I should say. Uh, Chansky, did Chansky run in a Winterbottom? Yeah, I think you're. I was right. trying to think of a three-year-old that did carried no weight. Maybe Yarradale. 
Yeah, I remember Dion. Dion Lucky, Dion Lucky Street yeah. ran in a winter bottom as a three-year-old. Yeah. Obviously, he's a male though. So what would she get in with, 52 and a half or something like 50, that? Yeah, something because like it, obviously over the sprint distance, it's it's less. Yep. Also, yeah, Money Maha, tell them we're coming. Money Maha. Uh, chicks pick. Yeah, it goes okay, but there's a, yeah, there should be some nice flesh running around on mm. Monday. Getting ready for the, the big time, surely. Very good. Thanks for that, Michael. Um, just some whatever happened to that we've spoken about on the podcast previously but haven't necessarily followed up on. Trialed at Lark Hill two Mondays, two Mondays ago. Stage Man is back. Rebel Knight is back. True Attraction is back. They're all horses that we flagged, wanting to know their whereabouts, but they, uh, they are in action and I imagine all three of them are not far away from resuming their racing careers. So over to you, Terry, to take us out. Yeah, no, Michael, I can hear uh, his stomach uh, rumbling from here, mate. So uh, we better go open the pineapple tin. Haven't got any fresh pineapple today, but uh, the stuff from the tin just as good. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on, mate. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun having you on and um, and getting your expertise involved. So uh, you're welcome anytime. Thanks for having me on, and cheers to Spotty as well. Yeah, <laughs> Spotty the dog is just having a little nap He's next to us at the moment. One one mascot. Good league. luck on the weekend. Good luck. Uh, good luck at Boulder Cup Day as well. It's really heating up there in the uh, in the dirt of Kalgoorlie. I'm really excited about this time of year. The next three or four months is just it's basically four months of straight Christmases for me at the moment. So very enthused. Thanks again for Michael for coming on, and I better go making that steak sanger. So until next week on the one one. Mm-hmm.